You're listening to another episode of Don't Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 314, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 314. Coming five weeks five after episode weeks. 313 on December 20th. That was our pre-Christmas yeah. uh, episode. Was it any good? <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's yeah. all right. Alfie was there, right? Alfie showed up, yeah. Um, Did you get any Christmas gifts? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, yeah. you know it's Christmas. Get Christmas gifts. Gifts, Christmas gifts. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, uh, nothing exciting. It was all very exciting. No. It was all so exciting that I can't remember any of it. <laughs> um, what about you, John? Anything uh, oh. worth mentioning? Yeah, it was exciting. Um, we had f- fucking shitload of people. Like uh, 25, I think it was. 25 people. I made two uh, rib roasts, two prime rib roasts. We had, well, (laughs) yeah, we didn't do a show after. Okay, so the holidays are so stressful. We talk about this every year, right? Yeah. And um, so we have... We have this, uh, you know, we always invite too many people. But this year, I thought, okay, Christmas Eve, we have a lot more time off this year. I think it was four days off because Christmas was on a Saturday, right? I don't. I have no Something idea. Like that. No, it was a Sunday. Whatever it was, we got Friday off and Monday off. So it was a four-day weekend. Plus, I took a couple of days before off and... It was it was great. It was nice. The lead up was nice, um, but we decided we we, we went to a movie on uh, Christmas Eve. Which we one? Went, we went to see Rogue One. Rogue One, which we haven't talked about right. yet, John. I haven't talked about it yet. But also, um, uh, so anyway, we go see the movie and we come home and I said, hey, let's get everything ready for the big show tomorrow. You know. The whole family over. So let's get all the chairs up from the basement. Get the house clean and vacuumed. When and you say let's, that means the kids, right? The kids it do. doesn't mean you. No, just not like me. you're not taking no. chairs up and down. No. So I got them moving shit and I go out into the shed and I grab the tables and all that and uh and um you know, everybody's got a, something to do. So we get everything cleaned up and ready to go. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is the first time we've ever been like really prepared. We just got to cook the food and kick back and relax. Yeah, the wife's going to make some potatoes and some, you know, other shit. And I'm going to make the rib roast. And we got other people bringing food over. So the next morning, Christmas, it's nice. We're unwrapping gifts. I got this really cool um, video camera. Zoom video camera, H Q two N, I think it's called. I dig it. I have one already, a different one, an H two N, but it's not wide angle. Um, but the audio recording is phenomenal on it. Well, this thing is cool. It's like a GoPro where it's got a wide angle lens, 
and it's got a killer XY microphone on the front for capturing the audio. So next gig, we'll have the my two. Man, we should get all of our GoPros together. Oh, no doubt. Um, but next I the, gig, that's a that's a big. Well, we got to get isn't one, it? right? Well, we have to like start playing again. No, we just got to get a gig, and then we'll start playing. Ah, I see. You're gonna play the cart before the horse. Yeah. Well, it's motivation to stick to a list instead of right. It's like when I sign up for uh, 10k. <laughs> if I didn't sign up for the 10k, I wouldn't run. But because right, I sign up, right. then I gotta run. You gotta do it. Yeah. Right. You gotta do it. You gotta put the work in. So, um, no, we'll we'll get to rehearsing again. I gotta clean this place up down here, though. It looks nice First, in the room I'm in. It looks John. nice in there. Yeah, not in here. Sofas. It looks like shit in here. <laughs> um. But anyway, so we're we're all set. We open the gifts, we do this and that, and um, I'm upstairs getting you know getting ready, and I hear this loud crash. So I come downstairs. Sure enough, my wife, uh, a giant, one of those heavy duty measuring cups, glass measuring cups, full of flour. She drops on the floor, and it blasts into a. Mil- I mean, it explodes, dude. It was in the living room from the kitchen. That's how far a shard shot. So we had a shard shot. shot. So we had to look all around for these shards of glass and get that cleaned up. Well, on Christmas Eve, um, I, I had my heart set on buying this this knife, this carving knife. It's um, a Vitronox carving knife. And... It's a special kind of blade that uh, I forget what it's got, but it's got it's, it's got very these, sharp. It's very sharp, but it's got these dimples in it, so the meat doesn't stick to the knife when you cut it. And it's very smooth cutting and highly engineered, very scientific. Very nice, yeah. Um, it's professional, and I can't find it anywhere. Well, before we went to the movie, I found that at Cabela's they had the knife, so, so you we picked it up. We went over there, we picked it up. We get in the car. I get it in the car, and I say, "Listen, everybody, do not Look. touch this thing. Look, listen, this knife is razor fucking sharp. <laughs> razor, right on. It's and it's twelve inches. I got the twelve inch. Ooh, size matters, right? That's right. Uh, so does to me anyway. I'm upstairs again, getting ready, doing this, and I'll, I I hear. I come running out. I'm like, what? What? My son says, mom cut herself. I'm like, what? And she's like squirting blood everywhere. It's all over her shirt and the floor. And I look at her finger and she's like to the meat, man. It's like to the meat. And I said, how the hell did that happen? Well, you know the knife? My my son is like, yeah, you know the knife you got, Dad? I'm like, yeah. Well, I figured you were going to use it to cut the meat. Well, I'd taken the meat out of the fridge to, to uh, get to room temperature so I can cook it. He's like, I thought you were going to cut it, so I opened the package for you to get the knife out. And my okay, wife, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. You were going to cut it before? No, I wasn't. You this is it? his mentality. All right, That so. was his excuse to play with it. All right, two basically. mistakes. One is, I think you're going to cut it before you cook it. And two, yeah. I'm going to take it out of the package. Yeah. Take it after been being told the night before 
Don't, don't touch take it this. out of the baggage. Don't take it out of the package. <laughs> Nothing. But he wanted to mess around with it and check it out. Well, knives are cool, dude. So he gets scalded, scalded by the wife, and she's like, what are you doing? So she throws it in the sink with a bunch of other dishes to wash it, uh, throws something else in there and forgets it's in there and reaches into the murky water and slice across the fucking finger. And I'm like, okay, we're fucked. So we it took us about like a half hour, a half hour to clean up the the exploded um, flour and flour shards. And, and now we got to deal with the finger. So I'm like, okay, we either cancel the dinner and I take you to the hospital because it's going to take with you know triage and all that. It's going to be three hours easy, and we have to get the roast in and everything right now. Uh, I got to start warming up the, you know, we got, we don't have time. So, or I butterfly it shut and we just wing it and see what happens. Yeah. Because you've seen MASH, right? Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen the TV show MASH. You know how to do that. How hard is it? Right. Right. So I butterfly it up. It stops bleeding. And that's, we go from there. Now we're like an hour and a half behind schedule. And when you're cooking stuff like a roast, you have to have the oven preheated for a half hour to 500. Uh, there's a special way to cook these roasts. You know, you have to cook them like at 500 degrees for 20 minutes, and then you just leave them in there and let them sit for four hours. You, Here's how we do opening it. Opening the door. Yeah. Opening it in the door? Yeah. Here's how we do it we sear all sides on the stove top, and then we jam it in at a lower temperature. Yeah, I don't do it like that. That's what we do. I take and I um I cover it in uh, herb, herb garlic butter. And then I pack salt like a like a salt like a fucking skin of salt all over it. We use the Gibson seasoning but the same concept. Yeah, that shit makes me fart. So I don't use a Gibson. Oh, really? Shit. I don't like what it. What doesn't make you fart, dude? Shut up. Everything Nothing. makes me fart. I mean, yeah, obviously. You you t- you keep a list? You keep a list? <laughs> yeah, I oh, know. Oh, that made Gibson's it's that made me fart. So it's not comfortable. I am going to exclude that from my diet. Well, this is something that like you like to do. Wait you a minute. Like to dude. <laughs> Who doesn't like to fart? Dude, I don't. Are you telling me that Mc, you were last week or the or not last week, but the last podcast you were talking about McDonald's double cheeseburger? Yeah, those don't make you fart. No, they don't. No. Wow, we have massively different they, they digestive systems. No. It's it's like the spices and shit. They irritate my colon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about irritation of the colon, dude. It's about the bacteria. Yeah, that's what it does. It angers the bacteria. It angers the bacteria. And they chew it up they're and like, they're like, ah, oh, I don't like this. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Put this Gibson seasoning down here in <laughs> Get the, the colon. shit out of there. Okay, that makes sense. So now we're late, and now, now the... the the fucking stress is starting to hit me and the anxiety and I'm I'm like, oh fuck. And I know um uh Beth's friend is coming over with with uh uh this guy that she's seeing um 
Kevin that I hardly I hardly know the guy. I've met him a couple of times. He seems pretty cool. But I'm like, you know, and they're coming over and these other people are coming over. And it's just us two trying to get the shit together. And we're barely getting into the groove and the doorbell starts ringing and here come people. So I assign the kids to coats. Coats, coats, coats. There's no sitting down, no playing on your phone, no video games. The doorbell's going to ring for the next half hour. Coats, get them upstairs or wherever we're going to hang them. Yes, but when people walk in, don't they say, is there anything I can do to help? No. They don't. (laughs) No. They just sit their ass down and wait for a drink? Some of them are old. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, they wait for a drink. Um. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of that. But, so I got to give credit where credit is due. So we're, the roast comes out. I start carving it with this fucking awesome knife. and everything. The one was, that just almost lopped yeah, off your wife's yeah, finger. I, that's and now butterfly. And, and this food is just, it smells so good. So this Kevin guy, he's like, he's like 6'5 or so. He's huge, this dude. And he's hovering around. Huge. We got like 25 people crammed in my little... TV room, my little family room in there. And uh, uh, Dawn says, what can I do? And she jumps in and starts helping. And I look at Kevin. I call him over. I'm like, hey, try some of this beef. And he checks it out. He's like, oh, this is fucking good. I'm like. And then you had him he's try like, the roast? I, I really would love you. There, He says, I really love it if, if, if I could help. And I look at Beth and I'm like. Is, can he do something? She's like, yeah, I need mashed potatoes made, uh, smoked Gouda mashed. I'm on it. So he jumps in. Dawn jumps in. It worked out great. Now, <laughs> we had the the roast beast. We had a ham. We had teriyaki chicken. We had, dude, everybody brought a side. So there must have been like 13 sides. Well, hold on. You just talked about main courses. Yeah. Did you provide all the main courses and then everybody we, brought sides or were well, these sides? My wife made mashed potatoes and uh al gratin cheesy potatoes and I made the um I took care of the roast beast. And then somebody brought a ham, somebody ah. brought the teriyaki chicken and then everybody brought some kind of stuff. side or some or stuff. Yeah. And uh, How about alcohol? Who brought alcohol? Alcohol. Well, that's the other thing, you know. I had no time. I was sweating. I had to actually go upstairs and lay down for 10 minutes. While everybody was here? Yeah, because everybody was like, blah, 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 blah. I was totally overwhelmed. Sensory to, overload. Yeah, I had to take a Xanax and lay really? down. Oh, yeah. Get off the Xanax, dude. I Let me hook you up out. with some vape. No. Come on, man. Paranoid. So really? Not this stuff. Yeah, whatever. The stuff I got. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fucking butane. <laughs> no you way, dude. Know. You don't oh, even I know. know. You don't know shit. I know. I don't get paranoid. I tell you that. Yeah, like I did in Amsterdam. When we went to Amsterdam. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I don't get paranoid. So it actually went off. It worked out great. And the fact that we had the day off the next day was oh, fucking awesome. Uh, but we were exhausted. But it was another one of those, God, why can't the holidays just be, you know, mellow and not so insane, you know? It's just, it's always insane. I don't remember as a kid being this crazy. I mean, we'd have maybe 
a group of six or eight people at our house. That would be about it for Christmas or Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve at one group's house, 10 max, 20 fucking five, dude. I mean, come on. I'll tell you why. Here's why. And it's the same thing that gets you in trouble at work. You uh, take on this responsibility that's not yours. Take on me. And you get overwhelmed. Yeah. No, I don't take it on. My my family was two people. I understand, but but you're inviting twenty five. <laughs> I didn't people. invite them. I see what uh-huh. you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, then you got to get in front of that. Be yeah. more proactive. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Say all right. We're gonna have twenty five people. Are we doing everything? <laughs> Or is somebody going to help? <laughs> Just slam something on the floor and scream that in front of everybody. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be a Merry Christmas. It always. Look at it. Uh, I go back to Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Fabulous movie. It was they the most disastrous yeah, so Christmas good. ever. But they still found yeah. some common ground. Yeah, they some, pulled it off. Yeah, they, it, it, it worked out. It works out in the end. <laughs> that there's the gift that keeps on gl- giving, Clark. Gliving. Gliving. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you serious, Clark? Are you serious? You serious, Clark? That's the best line in the movie. The face. When it's, he's eating the jello yeah. and he stops. No, no. It was a big glop of uh, mashed potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. He's like, this is mm, good. He's like, on his t- plate, and then he takes a big chunk, hunk of it, and and Clark says, "Hey, here, kids! Uh, air traffic controls reported they saw Santa Claus." You sure, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, I watched um, Die Hard like six times, man. I watched it twice. I even watched it on the plane on the way to um, uh, Dallas because I've been working a lot, traveling. And uh, I watched it on my way to Dallas and finished watching it in the hotel. It's such a good movie. There's, I, it's so There's not good. one weak character it's, it's in the movie. So, it, I can't even... It, it's just so fucking good. They're all so I mean, good. Every, even the guy who's the security guard who yeah. looks like Huey Lewis. He's good, too. <laughs> They're all good. So oh, I good. just lost 50 bucks on this. <laughs> I got 50 bucks on this game. Yeah, that's it, it, it's just so good. I mean, the Keystone Cops and uh, bringing the car. Bringing the car. You know, and then the, the FBI guy shows yeah, up, Johnson FBI, and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> and the dude, the dude who's a comedian, I can't remember his name, but he's in the movie The Burbs with Tom Hanks. He's the one in the in the sewer. Hey, Walt. Uh, listen. Uh, can you turn off uh, like grid twenty seven? Hey, look, I got a problem down here, at Nakatomi Building. I need you to shut it down. Shut it down now. I mean, every nuance. It, it's just, and I'm sure there's like a million things you could take apart in that movie, but. The delivery of the performances, the it sells it. The outlandish, you know, the whole one guy taking on all these people. It's so it's so fucking good. Here's what I think puts the movie over the top. I can't stop watching it. 
Here's what puts it over the top. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Oh, he's just he, such a good villain. When he runs into Bruce Willis and he pretends to be a, a like he's going to piss in his pants Bill, American. Yeah. yeah. Bill that's Clark. That's what puts the movie over the edge. Yeah. That's, it's just, uh. I can't, I can't stop watching it. I mean, even if commercials are on, I don't care. Uh, I, oh, oh, got to stop there and watch Die Hard. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. And Bruce Willis, super fucking cool. Yeah. In the whole movie. <laughs> he's such a dick to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he it was her fault, dude. Yeah. And, and, the, and the best asshole is Ellis. You can't wait till you get shot, but and they he don't does. show it. Yeah, they don't show it, but but when he's sitting there about to get shot, and he looks Hans, like uh, Booby, yeah, yeah, he starts that part. <laughs> Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. I can give him to you. But then when he's about to get shot after when he goes to drink his coke and he's like and his hair is all matted and sweated to his forehead and he's got that look like I'm gonna die. And you hear the gunshot. It's just so good. I cannot and I wanna put like you said, everything is great, but I try to like pinpoint so we watched last a uh, couple nights ago, Jack Reacher too. Oh, I haven't seen that oh, yet. Oh, it's fucking terrible. I thought Is it I, terrible? I, dude, I thought I was watching an episode of CSI or something. Nah. It was just... The, the first f- one was good. It was I pretty liked the good, first yeah. one. But this one was... Eh, it's just so bad. The acting was bad. His scowling through the whole thing was bad. It just was bad. The story was bad. Who I do just, you think Tom Cruise is fucking right now? Anybody? I think he's asexual. Himself. I think he's asexual. I don't think he has a preference. Yeah, I think he's like a plant. Could be. Tom Cruise crazy. That's why he turned to Scientology. Yeah. I'm going to put that out there right now. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, John, but yeah. we predicted that Roger Clemens was on steroids before it oh, came yeah. out that he was on steroids. I just can't find the episode. No doubt, man. But yeah, it's just unbelievable. All right, so is that it with Christmas? Yeah. Here's what I did. Christmas Day, I was in a car. Drive, droven, driving. Droven. <laughs> up to Eagle River, dude. A Christmas Day? Yeah, we drove on in Christmas Day. There was fucking no traffic. It was fantastic. Well, that's the way to do it. So we did uh, Christmas Eve. I can't remember where we did. And then Christmas Day, we opened some presents, and then we got in the car, and we drove up to Eagle River. And we hung out there for a couple of days. And that was it. And then I came home. Cool. And there you have it. That's it. That's it. Done. Did and you get was, anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, What did you I, get? Uh, well, I talked about the drums, right? So I, had, oh, yeah. I got the drums. And did you I got bring a, any tracks? Like, if you playing no, but with I, some? I, I, um, the other night, I was uh, playing... Uh, I play along with music. Yeah. And I'm like, how could I do this? I want to do this. I want to play. I want to. It made me think about um, you can download tracks without the drums, right? Right. And you can play along. Yeah. I have to do that. I got a bunch of them. I got to do that. Because when I, I was playing, I, well, first of all, I got super fucking stoned, right? 
And then I'm playing <laughs> along with these songs. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> oh, that's that not right. Be, I got to hear that. And I said, oh, man, I got to record this <laughs> and bring it into TTN. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so great. So I want to hear like a Rush tune or something. Oh, no, no, no. That's, let's, so there's, um, there's like three levels of drums for me, right? Yeah. And there's probably a fourth level I'm not even fucking aware of. Because, and I'm thinking about the movie Whiplash, right? Yeah. So there's these this sh- shit that goes on in jazz drumming that I'm not even fucking aware of, and I could not even reproduce if I wanted to. But there's three levels of drumming, and there's one and two. One I'm comfortable with. Two is a stretch. Three includes Rush, which I don't think I could ever play. Answer! But who knows? Is that really the fastest you can play, you worthless, tiny <laughs> fuck? <laughs> That's such a great movie. My daughter hadn't seen that movie, and she likes the... Uh, she's seen the lead... Um, who's the guy who played the drum? Who was the drummer? She's seen him in other movies. And so she wanted to see that movie. So one of the things we did over Christmas break was watch that movie together. Nice. So I got to see it again. It's but such a great movie. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't win the Academy yeah. Award. Or is he up for the Academy? Yeah. The Academies are yeah. now, right? Uh, well, was this, he nominated? I don't remember. Or was it Probably. from last year, the year before? I think so. Why would you give it to Neiman? Right? You give a calculator to a fucking retard, he's going to try to turn on a TV with it. Get your stick and get your ass on stage. <laughs> if you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. <laughs> oh, my God, that movie was so fucking good. Oh man, yeah. Uh, and oh, the other one, other present I got, and I highly recommend this to all our science fans. Science. Uh, it's a book called Sapiens, and it's about it's the story of Homo sapiens, John. Us. Yeah. It's the story of us. And I've only read. I don't even think I. <laughs> I don't even think I'm through the first chapter, dude. And it's so well written, and the 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 way the writing is, the ideas jump off the page, and you have to stop, and you have to think about that. You have to ponder, and you have to ponder. It's fucking fantastic. It's called Sapiens, John. Sapiens. Sapiens. Highly you recommend check that. that out. Yeah. Whew, what are you right drinking on. out there? Um. Well, I'm done. With what oh. I had, uh, but I had the, what? I had the it was Glen- a full glass. <laughs> the Glen Morangi, John. Uh, cousin Dan gave us a bottle of uh, Koval. All right, hold on. I'm gonna pause for a second. Yeah, I'm gonna get a, a shot of Koval. It's All like right. um, it's a Chicago whiskey. Yeah, but it's still it's in like, Chicago. It's a rye. It's crystal and it's clear. Clear. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to take a time on him, yeah. take my headphones off. I'm yep. going to come in the room, and I would like you to pour I'm, me some Cobal, John. I'm pouring a little splash myself, a little splash I'm having. Keep it going there. Yeah, I got it going. I got it going. Here he comes. He's coming into the main studio. Walking over to the main studio. Yeah, to get the door. Yeah, here you go. Smell it. <laughs> I'm gonna drink it through a straw, so it's okay. Oh, that's great! That's so classy. <laughs> if you could see this, folks, he has a giant Starbucks, clear Starbucks, uh, cup 
with a green straw sticking out of it, and he just poured whiskey. It's called a Trenta, okay, John? A Trenta? What the? That's Trenta? the size? Yeah, it's the 32 ounce. Because on the way over, I stopped, and I got a Trenta peach green tea. <laughs> oh, fuck. <my God. laughs> and here comes... Mr. Gay Pride of the Upper West Side. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right, I'm going to take my first sip. Hold on. Let me. It's going to taste like tea. Tastes like tea? Or because I had green tea, it's going to taste like tea. Is that what you're saying? Wow, that's weird. Ugh. I don't like it. <laughs> it, t- it tastes like something you'd clean your house with. <laughs> it does have an odd it's it's odd it's got a weird taste to it that's it for is sure odd, John. it is uh, it's kind of yes it's kind of I'm trying to imagine it's like kind of I want to say grassy grassy well it's 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 not quite Peaty like a scotch, because it's it's milder. It doesn't a, even taste like whiskey to me. It's almost vo- like vodka. Yeah, it's like vodka, but it's not. It's it's not vodka. Vodka is is totally different. I don't think it's totally different. It's pretty different, man. <laughs> no, like yeah, piss would be totally different. <laughs> vodka is still yeah. in the realm of alcohol. Yeah. Well, and it's clear. Yeah. And it kind of tastes like vodka. It's kind of a... It's hard to pinpoint it, man. It's kind of a ginny vodka. It is hard, John. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Anything else? Are you Jamaican? Because <laughs> you're Jamaican me hard. <laughs> yeah, we came up with that line before we yeah. started the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was before the show. I was going through like an old intro we made. Yeah, let's which hear I it. think is hilarious. What here? When you say we, is that that means you? Because well, you're, it was me, but well, but Arrow put it together. Arrow Wolf gave us some of the. What happened, to Arrow Wolf? <clears throat> I don't know. Is he still out there, Arrow Wolf? If you're Wilf. still out there, Wolf, Arrow Wolf. That's what you call him when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow Wolf. Please get back in yeah. touch with us and tell us what you're up to. Yeah. So he, he sent over a tune or something, and then I put in little bits and baubles of us saying bits stupid and shit. Bits What do you think of that? <laughs> I think that's totally gay. <laughs> Type in monkey dick in the Yahoo podcast search, we come up number one. That's right. Here's what I'm going to say in retort, in rebuttal. Yeah, your ass called and he says, stop sticking cocks in a sword. <laughs> a sword fight? Sword? Yeah, I had like a fluid-filled puss ball. Am I keeping you up? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, this, I was... The, the, shut the, up! <laughs> well, and I couldn't agree with more with Dr. Tooth Fairy John, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. You even pay attention to your own I listen to my own crap. I do listen. You just yap, 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 and you don't even listen to it. I do. I listen. So if you're ever looking for our podcast, type in Monkey Dick. You're listening to Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. Isn't that brilliant? 
That is brilliant. Why do we stop using that? Why would you type in monkey dick? I mean, this is 10 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why was monkey dick associated with Total Talk Nonsense? Oh, there's a story about... So when I was like six years old, there was this kid that lived down the street from me. I, I told a story. His brother was like, played draw, a bass in the Hounds and... They'd have like Ted Nugent over, and they'd hang out. It was right around the corner from here. They would they would play, and and there would be a thousand teenagers over. A and it, thousand. Uh, there would be just a lot of kids everywhere. And the next day, I'd come outside, and there'd be like sur- hypodermic needles, you know, on the street and shit. And um, these the younger brothers, the younger brother of that group, but two brothers actually, and some of the other neighbors that were older than me, they were trying to teach me swear words. And the first one was monkey dick. They were having me say monkey dick. How old were you? Like six. Six? Yeah. Monkey dick? Monkey dick. Dude, man, when I was five, uh, I was taught fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that too. You know, all the hardcore swear words. But whenever I talk to this guy, Jimmy, when he brings up an old story about me, that's the first one is monkey dick. Yeah. Talking about monkey dick. So, so you must've told that story like 10 years ago. Yeah. And then from a, and I must've tagged it. Meditate, something John. like that, and monkey yeah. dick in one of yeah. our podcasts. So, if you type in monkey dick, did you type it in? <laughs> I don't know. See if, Let's type in it. Type, Let's go to Google type and type Let's in, type in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's type in it. Monkey dick. Monkey. I'm gonna type it dick. in. Monkey. Should I go with Bing? If you're gonna go with Google, monkey dick. Uh, no, we don't Let's have. See if we come up. How about monkey dick podcast? I get monkey playing with his penis, monkey <laughs> touching his penis, monkey cock MP4. That's it. The we're, complete we've works been, of Thomas Dick. We've been dumped. No longer monkey dick. The Urban right. Dictionary. Yeah. What do they say about monkey dick? You don't look like you're on the phone. Pull that monkey dick out of your ear, you fag. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. That's not right. I'm just reading it. Breakfast sausage or sausage links. The term is used in military chow halls and prisons. All right, so when I Let's type cook in, eggs and monkey dicks for breakfast. When I type in monkey dick total talk nonsense, yeah, we come up, the archive page comes up, and uh, John and Scott discuss iTunes comments. Dick Fitzwell corrects Brit Hume. Uh, intelligent design and monkeys. Not monkey dicks, but monkeys. You're um, right. Yeah. Dick Fitzwell. Remember Dick Fitzwell and monkeys. That's why it's in there. iTunes comments. Dick Fitzwell corrects Brit Hume and monkeys. So Dick and monkeys. Get it? Ah. Monkey dick, <laughs> yeah, you dummy. Monkey dick, right on, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out there, John. Good boy. Hey, stop it. I'm not no. like... <laughs> <laughs> Get a microphone that works, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, man. Dude. All right, here's the question I have for you. Yeah. Five weeks. Yeah. 
Are we ever going to get back to once a week? Are we ever going to be able to do I'm that? I'm trying. It's just so hard with work. It is hard. You know, it, it used to be, okay, so I used to have time to like, well, we used to do it on Sunday. First you want to do it on Sunday? We can't do it this Sunday. It's Super no, Bowl Sunday, Super dude. Super Bowl Sunday. But here's the thing. We used to do it on Sunday, so we had the week and the weekend to prepare and get all our shit together we wanted to talk about. And that's the thing. When we don't do it regularly, we it's all old news by the time we get together. Right. So Mondays are tough because um, I'm usually working till 6, 6.30, get home, take a shit, eat something. <laughs> and then it's Every like, day at 6.30 you yeah, take a shit yeah, when you get home? Pretty much. Really? Pretty much, yeah. Wow, that's pretty regular. Yeah. That's that's yeah. admirable. I'm not that regular. Yeah, I can't. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of shit, who uh, you got that poopy? Who who like shits at the airport? If you gotta go, you gotta go, dude. <sighs> dude, you smell <sighs> like shit. I mean, <laughs> it's just. I made a poopy. Do you know the dookie man? The dookie man. The dookie man. Why would you even ask that question? Oh, so, Did you have to so, shit at the airport? Well, so I, I go to, uh, I went to Dallas and I'm coming back and I'm a, I'm a horrible traveler. Okay. I, I, I get really claustrophobic in planes and, and you're a big guy and I'm a big guy and I always get the aisle seat and everything. And on the way home, I, I didn't get the aisle seat cause I, I forgot or something. I fucked something up, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm in B." You're in the middle seat. Oh no! What it was was <laughs> was the plane. The plane I got had like two seats on one side and three on the other, so I got B, which was the aisle seat. But they changed the plane. I still had B, but now it was A B C, and I got middle seat. So I'm like, "Fuck!" So I get to the airport, and before I go to the airport, I, I say to the Two people I'm meeting, I'm like, hey, um, I need to ride to the airport. I can Uber it or Lyft or something, so it's no big deal. And they're like, well, hey. On your way there or on your way back? On my way back. On your way back. On my way back. And where did you go? I went to Dallas. Dallas. There's a a, uh, facility outside of Dallas. A facility, John. In Hutchins, like 45 minutes away. So I said, hey, I need a ride or... um, and if nobody can drop me off, that's cool. I'll just uh, I'll uh, get an Uber or Lyft. And the guy's like, "Well, you got what time's your flight?" And I said, "You know, four thirty. And he says, "You got to be out of here by two, by two. And I'm like, "Okay, does that give me enough time?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." And I oh, had carry shit. on. <clears throat> I had Sorry. carry on, which I hate because I like to get on the plane last, especially when I'm in an aisle. But I'm like, I'm not in an aisle. I'm in the middle. I got to sneak on somehow early so I can get something stowed up in the top. Uh, and they said, well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, there, we have two rental cars. We only need one. So why don't you take the other one back? And it's my first time there, and I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm like, okay, whatever. How, How hard, hard can, can it be? be? Right. right? You got a smartphone. And... Uh, he actually gave me really good directions, and I got there, and it starts raining, and I can't see. Uh, almost went on the GWB there, buddy, I don't but know I didn't want to pay the toll. The George W. Bush. No shit. Tollway, yeah. 
I would have went on that just to take a picture. I'm sorry. I would have gone on. Well, that. it was raining. Just so to take a picture of the George my W. Bush so, commemorative highway. <laughs> I get to the uh, to the airport and um, I, I drop the car off, no problem. And I look at my phone and it's telling me gate A22, and I'm like, okay. So I run inside because you got to take a bus back to the terminal. And I look at the sign, and my flight, it says gate D12. <laughs> so my phone says gate A22. Sign says, the monitor go says with the sign. D12. So D12. Go with the monitor. So I go out there, and I see, okay, there's two buses for American. This bus says it's going to D, so I jump on that bus. I'm the only person on the bus. And I'm like, fuck, am I on the right bus? I'm always questioning my decision, right? Especially when I'm I'm short on time, and I'm thinking, oh fuck! If I got on the wrong bus, they're gonna drop me at the wrong spot. I'm gonna go through security, the wrong security. I'll have to come back. So I'm questioning everything. Well, I get to the to the airport, and she says, "Here you go, D12." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Um, I look at the sign again, really quick. Yeah, D12. Okay, so I go through security. Wow, breeze right through it. This is great. I set up shop right in front of D12. I'm I'm not sitting in D12. I'm next to an Annie's Pretzels. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sweating because it was a long walk, and I hate fucking walking. Um, But I did. You know, I got my, like, 7,000 steps in that day. And I get there, and I'm sitting down. I'm camping out. I got my tunes. I'm relaxing. Text the wife. D12. D12, man. And I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to grab some Annie's pretzel bites. And they're so good, dude. They give you this cup uh, with the cinnamon ones. You know, they're little balls and they're pretzel-y. Yeah, I understand. And then they give you a choice between like caramel dip or uh, icing, like, uh, you know, the, the white icing. So I get the icing. And I start dipping and eating. <laughs> and I look and... Uh, what the hell is that, You hear that, a phone dude? ringing? I don't know. Somebody's calling your house now. Oh, Jesus. The Scarborough. Uh, oh, and it talks. <laughs> Somebody hung up or they answered? No, it's... Know. I don't know. It's probably a college. So, um... I'm sitting there eating, and I'm watching the t- the the gate, and finally the chick shows up, and she turns on the monitor, and it's going to like Cancun or something. I'm like, what? What the fuck? I'm not it's fucking supposed- going, I'm to, going Cancun. to Chicago. I'm in D12. I'm so, supposed so, to go to Chicago. So I get up with my pretzel bites, and I'm eating them, and I look at the sign again. D22. I'm at the wrong gate, and I remember when she's telling me the the gates as she's passing them with the bus. Um, it, it sounded like she passed up, like the gates went from one to 15 and then from 16 to 23. So I passed up that whole section and I thought, fuck, I got to go back upstairs out into do security again, go to this. And I'm thinking, God damn it. So I grabbed some pretzel bites and I, I shove a bunch in my mouth. I grab my shit, I start going, and, and they're about to board the plane within like 15 minutes. I go up the escalator, it tells me I got to board a train, 
And I'm like, this can't be right. And I look at the sign again. Now the sign says gate 20 or gate 16 through 23. And it looked like the arrow pointed up, but it wasn't. It was pointing next to the escalator. There's like a little tiny hallway that I didn't see. So your issue is signage. Signage, yeah. So I go Signage. And now it's telling me to go back down. So I go back down. I go to 12 and I'm like, well, I'll just start walking and following the gates all the way around until I hit 22. And I get up to 22 and I get up to the sign and sure enough, it's delayed. I'm like, fuck. All right, that's cool. I can go take a piss. So I go in the... Did you still have your pretzel bites? No, no, I threw them out. You threw them out? Yeah. I was distraught. I was freaking out. So I threw out the pretzel bites and I'm I'm like running around this whole airport trying to find after I threw the pretzel bites out trying to find D22. Hold on, hold on, dude. When yeah. you say running around, that's figuratively, right? That's not literally. Well, I I I crank it up the burst of slowness at that point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It goes that into another gear. Me. All right. You. Crank up the burst of slowness. Well, yeah. And to you, that's running. Yeah, that's running right. pretty much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I headed to the bathroom, and I got this thing. I got to have a stall. You know, I get so much shit, and I don't... Hold it. I'm not into rubbing wait a minute, shoulders. Wait a minute. You head to the bathroom to take a shit, right? No, no, to piss. To I piss. piss. Why can't so, you piss in the urinal? Yeah, because I'm big and I don't like like bumping into guys. Big down low. Or oh, that you... too. But <laughs> no, I'm like a big shouldered, I'm big bodied, and they have those. That some of those places have those little tiny uh, steel walls, the partitions that come yeah. out, and I don't fit in them. Like I'm trying to put my arms together and aim, and I got to put one leg out and. It's just not good. So, what do you mean, put I, one leg out? What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, like I got to put a leg back, a leg back, yeah, to my, like fit into the yeah, yeah. icy. So I'm kind of like sideways a little bit. I'm picturing that. Yes. So you like to go into the where they the have a, a full little blown pri- fucking toilet? Yeah, privacy. Do you stand up when you piss, or do yeah, you sit down? Yeah, I stand up. Oh, I sit down. So I go, I go in there, and I'm like, I can't believe the amount of people taking a shit. The whole thing is lined with shitters. How do you know they're not the same as you? They're like, I can't. Oh, that could be. That could be. But I the can't. smell. Oh, the smell was. Just <laughs> it could have been just one guy. <laughs> it could have been just about like that. one guy. I don't know about that. But here, here's the thing. <laughs> so I get done. I'm happy. I'm cooled off, and uh. I go up to wash my hands and I'm washing my hands and I look in the mirror and my hair's like matted to my head because I've been sweating and I look and there's a big glop of icing in my beard and one on my shirt. Icing in your, oh, from the Annie's pretzels. Yeah, so it looks like I just blew somebody for like (laughs) aisle seat tickets or something. It's all over my beard and face. How long were you walking around like that before you noticed? 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I'm, I told you I went up the escalator, down the... If I'd have walked up to somebody and said, Hey, excuse me, I'm looking for D-22. You mean Dick-22? Because you got some shit all over your beard. <laughs> and here I'm in Dallas, Texas. You know, I was just about... I was on the GWB. 
unbelievable. Fucking embarrassing. So I had to wash my face and my shirt, and now my shirt's got a big wet spot on it. What a nightmare. And then I get I get on the plane, and I walk up to my I, my uh, row, and there's a guy middle in, seat. I'm in the middle seat, and there's a guy on the aisle, and he he sees me, and he's like, oh. He rolls his eyes? Yeah, he's like, oh. Uh, like, his whole life is fuck? over. I gotta be on this flight with this guy. This big, fat fuck. The armrest is gone. Yeah. I can forget about that. Yeah. So I get I get in there. I'm like, I apologize. You know, I'm a big dude. Um, but, I, and I, I can make myself pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Down there or overall? <laughs> Which, no, I can, com- <laughs> I can compact my body. How do you do that? It's just, How do you, you know, compact I pull my your shoulders body? and, you know, you fold your arms. You and fold you, your arms. You, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right m- now. much room as I can. Yeah. You fold your trying arms. Trying to your, do it right now. Your shoulders come together. Like you cross your arms? Yeah, what do you do? I cross them. Cross I fold them. them. You fold them. What did you think I do? I your fold them at come my wrist and my elbow. Then what? What else do you do? And then I, I put my legs together and I cross my legs and straighten cross them out. Your legs, straighten them out. Yeah. And that makes you like stealth, dude. Yeah. And nobody knows that you're even there because right. you're so stealth. So right here on. comes the window seat guy. He shows up. <laughs> and, and everybody's uh, got to stand yeah, up. Yeah, everybody's got to stand gotta up. Get out of the he's aisle. He's like, I apologize. You know, I, I was running late. And he's got a suit on and he looks like Justin Timberlake. And uh, he he gets on and he sits down and he's the coolest fucking guy. He's like, I'm like, sorry, man. Maybe it was Justin Timberlake. I got the middle row and I sit down and I go, oh, sorry, I sat on your jacket. And he's like, no, it's cool, man. We're going to make it work. It's two hours, two and a half hours. No big deal. Relax. I'm like, okay. So I start chilling because my Xanax starts kicking in, and this guy whips out his computer. He starts working on it. I look to my left, the dude on the aisle. He's now like leaning the other direction, like he's hanging over into into the the aisle. aisle. Yeah, disgusted. So when they they push the the coke cart, the cart crack him in the the head. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about (sighs) your attitude, right? Yeah, Yeah. Your attitude. So that guy on your left must have been having a bad fucking day. Probably. And maybe he has a bad fucking life. Who right? knows? And he's, Not my problem. And he can find somebody to manifest that bullshit into you. And the other guy, he's having a great fucking time. He's great. Hey, hey man. We're going to make it work. It. We'll make it work. It's cool. It'll happen. It'll, it'll work, dude. Right on. So I'm like, he just like perked up my day. You know, I was thinking, okay, this asshole... I feel bad, you know, being in the middle in the first place, because the guy who who I was taught uh, was was meeting, he's a big guy too. He's like three hundred pounds, but he's taller. He's like six one, and he's like, oh, I said I got the middle seat. He goes, oh, I fucking hate that. Oh, because you feel bad for the other people, and and he goes, I got big shoulders too, and they, you know, they get in the way. And I've been on flights where it's been three big guys together. Not, all not, three of you? All three of us. And we're <laughs> laughing the whole time. So one of two would lean back and one would lean forward. So we would have room. And then we'd switch. Um, but the guy was really cool. He like, you know, kind of 
brightened my day and my flight home was was pretty pretty pleasurable. Um, How so pleasurable? What are you saying, John? <laughs> well, Is there something you want to tell us? Well, he he left with some Annie's <laughs> icing on his beard. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was my my awesome trip home from Dallas. Dallas. And again, you were in Dallas because you take on too much responsibility at work. It's not in your job description, but you I, wanna, I tried to get out of it. There was you no want to do it. it. You want to have things done right, so you It's got to be done right. Got to be done, so you volunteer and then you get caught up in this shit. And I'm telling you, dude, and we talked about this last time. Yeah. I do the same thing, but I'm a contractor. Right. So I get paid for that shit. Paid. Yeah, I'm not I'm Not salary. You I don't get paid for that. You yeah, keep I got to re- talk to somebody about getting that. Getting more and more responsibility, but you're not being compensated for it. That's, That's right. the issue. Right on, John. That's a bullshit right there, Scott. All right, John, let's move on. Yeah. Do I have any other stories? Hold on. I might have some other stories. Before we get to the meat of the podcast right on dude all right right on dude first of all i'm so tired of this fucking weather in chicago yeah it's cloudy it's cold i'm tired of it i'm done it's sad john chicago is the best city in the world it's the the greatest i know the greatest people they're so great and chicago has been cloudy for a long time. Yeah. Like and a it record. makes me sad. It's wrong. But it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. Is it? Here's the other news, John. My daughter got a job. How about that? Wow. All summer, she's going to be working in North Carolina. What? Yeah. Doing at a wh- camp. She's going to do- be doing what? Horseback riding. And she'll be a lifeguard at the swimming hole. <laughs> what is it, a hillbilly place? It is kind of hillbilly. In the swimming hole. <laughs> it is kind of hillbilly. It's a beautiful uh, place. It's in North Carolina. And it's where they filmed... Um, I've never seen these movies, but it's with... Um, uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. And there's like... Um, People that show up and they compete against each other from different districts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are those movies? Mocking Burton. That's yeah. Not, is that it? Something like yeah. no. Yeah, Mocking Jay. I don't know. I have no Hunger idea. Games. Hunger Games. There you go. This is where they film some of Hunger Games in the backwoods of North Carolina. Dude, I I need to tell you right now. I shouldn't have had the Koval. Uh, clear <laughs> whiskey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why? What's the matter? I, I don't know. But when I drink it, it reminds me of something. And I'm trying to pinpoint it. Tequila? <laughs> yeah. A little, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's maybe kind of got an agave taste. It's got a little it. tequila taste to it. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what the green... Here's the other big news, John. I'm going back to school. <laughs> Again. How about that? Again, yeah. Uh, so I'm like a sophomore, right? 
But I have all my core competencies. You're a 52-year-old sophomore. (laughs) But I have all my core competencies completed. What that means is, in the school that I'm in, in the student of new learning, (laughs) I just have to present ideas. New learning. (laughs) Is that what I sound like? Yeah. yeah. A student of new learning. I have to present these ideas. Unless that's how I heard it. And they say, yeah. Write that paper, and we'll give you credit for... Write this down. Whatever. Yeah. So, I want to write a book. So I'm writing this book. But I said, well, why don't I make this book, the chapters (laughs) of this book, different things that I can apply to the School of New Learning and get credit for it. So I'm going to go back to college get my degree, and write a book at the same time. Nice. Fucking fantastic. That's fan-fucking-tastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. And the title of the book, John, you know what that is? No. Choice is an illusion. (laughs) Is there a title out there like that already? Is there? I don't know. Look it up, dude. I don't know. Choice? If there is, I'll change it. But here's the cool part of the book, is you can approach it from a philosophical perspective. A neuro a neurological perspective, <laughs> dude, man. Have another drink. I've, I've had too much to drink. Um, <laughs> and just uh, uh, all different perspectives. And so then I can present these things as different <laughs> chapters. <laughs> It'll be good to go. Good to be good to go. Right on, dude. Plus. My daughter's giving me a lot of pressure that she's going to graduate before me. Oh, now the, it's it's on. Right, it's on. And I have a 4.0, John. I don't know if you know that, but I have a 4.0. My daughter does not have a 4.0. <laughs> so I'm going to graduate before her, and I'm going to have a better grade point average. Whoa. And that's the competitiveness in in myself. Your, yourself, yeah. Yes, very, I'm very competitive. Dude. Yourself. <laughs> and myself. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Man. I'm feeling I'm like I'm letting our listeners down by getting so <laughs> fucking incoherent. I think they love it. Do they? Yeah, that's their favorite. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, I got to bring the vape next time, dude. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Remember that? Oh, when yeah. we both used to light up? No. What? <laughs> oh, that was the shit, dude. Yeah. Remember, I said, I don't know why we Pet should anus. continue the show. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just like, stop. Who's going to listen to this? <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> All right. So I'm not there yet, but I'm almost there. Uh, so, you know, I'm giving everybody a warning. I'm a little out of sorts right now. <laughs> But that's okay. Because we can keep talking. <laughs> and and I digress, but I don't know where I'm going. And I forgot exactly. What was I talking Tony about? Tony Papucci dressed up as me for Halloween. Right. Uh, it could. Well, why don't you? Hey, I'm a police officer. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Okay, today... <laughs> it's coming to you now, though. Here it is. You got it. So, 
I don't know the name of the movie. I can't remember. Last what it was. Action Hero. That's it. You're right. <laughs> I, that's the, like the third time yes. I've said that. Yes. 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 Correct. Correct. Negative. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I was trying to practice an Arnold, and the reason why was for this podcast. Well, let's hear your Arnold, then. I you, can't do it come now. Come on, you practiced. <laughs> well, I had some lines, but I, I don't remember them now. Because Arnold talks like this. I can't. Man, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I, Scooter Libby, was indicted, and we're waiting for Carl the Toad. Carl? Carl the Toad. Not the toad. The turd blossom <laughs> rolled to get indicted as well. I've had too much pot I've, in the brig. Yeah, I think I have. Now it's smelling a lot of the punks, the and it's reason. really fucking me up right now. But the point here, John, <laughs> let me get back to the point if I can. Would you let me? Please. Only if I can remember it. Let's come together. <laughs> The point is... Not only once, but twice. God damn it. That's what happens when you... You know, the short-term memory goes first. Yeah. And then <laughs> you can't remember the point. But, Scott, if you're going to do it... And do it. And do it well. <laughs> anyway, Stallone, 59, John. The guy's 59. No. Recently announced he would revisit another franchise when he begins... <laughs> Against <laughs> filming Rocky Balboa. I'd like to explain something. Uh, the you know, sixth I time. Punchy. I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain, but I ain't punchy, you know. It's just the way I talk here. Yeah, it's just I got a relaxed brain. Brain. A relaxed brain. That's right, it stinks. Rocky six. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ramble four. Oh, I can't even read it. <laughs> Ramble for <laughs> Not the foreman. I like it. What was that TV series with the foreman? You got a big mouth. You know, I talk too much. He's the what? What are you talking about? One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time with Schneider. He was the foreman. Schneider. Right. Schneider. No, it wasn't. Get, was it one day at a time with Valerie Bertinelli? Holy shit, Oh, dude. my God. <laughs> Rocky Six. No. Rambo Four. Like, what the what? fuck was going on? I don't know. <laughs> Rocky Six, no, Rambo Four. I'm what? sorry, Rambo Four. <laughs> oh man, oh, I need a clean times. Oh, I need a towel actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> next podcast, we should get stoned before no. we do it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Trust me. <laughs> Illegal, is it? Is it this? No, man. State? I got a prescription. Stairs, because I'm gonna put my nuts hat on your drum set. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's. Oh man. Whew.
That's all I got, right? Yeah. So now we can get to we can get down to business, John. Oh, so uh, I got some voicemails. I got a voicemails. story to tell you. So yeah, here we go. Voicemail. So my wife, um, I I need her to get a car because my son is really annoying, and we're gonna give him the minivan. <laughs> give him the yeah, minivan. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, you gotta pick a car, you know. And the thing is. You got to pick a car. You got to pick a car. You can't just go around and start driving cars. And you got to settle on a car so that when you start the negotiation process, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. You can't go, I'm going to drive this car and then this car and then this car and then this car. And they're all different cars and you have nothing to go on. Otherwise, you're going to have all this paperwork and shit trying to figure out what your best deal is going to be. and So I'm like, pick a car, and then we'll shop around for that car, that style, with the options you want. And so what's the leading car? We can negotiate. I think like a Hyundai Santa Fe or something like that. Santa Fe? Is that like a, uh, what is it? Is it a sport utility vehicle? Yeah. All right. SUV. So, um. And she keeps wanting a Jeep, you know, like a Grand Cherokee. And I go, no, those suck so bad. We've had problems with them. Um, and they're way too expensive. So this she she drives like five miles a week. I mean, <laughs> she works where you live. Right. Right? So that's 10 minutes away. 15. <clears throat> 15 minutes. If you get a train. Yeah. So anyway... I find a couple of cars on, I think cars, or no, on uh, not CarMax. Cars, not CarMax. On, um, I go to Edmonds because they tell you information about the car and, you know, what you could probably get it for. And I want to see the price and everything. And I, I click on the link for the lease and the price. And they tell you they're going to quote it to you. So I said, okay, screw it. I'll give them my Gmail account and they'll send me a Gmail. So they send me two Gmails, but in the process, I got to give a phone number. So I gave them our TTN phone number. And they left us a message? they left us a message. <laughs> they called. <laughs> I'm at work, right? And my, my iPad starts ringing on a Wednesday. They called four times one day and twice the four next day. Four fucking times? Four fucking times. Holy shit. So here, here's the first message. Dude. Ready? Yeah. Dude. Hi, guys. This is Ada Marie. I'm with Christopher Hyundai North. I was trying to reach John. Hi. Look, first of all, your message will have me smiling all day. Just want to let you know, John, the Hyundai Santa Fe sport that you were looking at is definitely still here, and we'd love to have you as a guest in our showroom, even if you just want to come out for a VIP test drive. Phone number is 847-675-4500. That is 847-675-4500. Yeah, folks, call that number if you want to buy a car. Was she holding her nose when she left I don't that know. message? I don't know, but we, we left a smile on her face, and I don't know. Why? Why is that? So when you call the TTN number, yeah. I'm... There's like a stinger, right? A, that says, yeah, "Hey, you've reached this." And yeah. what do we say? Do we do we have that? Do yeah, we have that yeah. available? Yeah. Here, here's here's. Then she called back four more times. Two days later. Four more times. Yeah. Hi, John. This is Dana Marie again over at Grocery Hyundai North. Give us a call at eight four seven 
six seven five four five zero zero. That is eight four seven six seven five four five. She's kind of laughing, but she's a little annoyed now because she thinks she's been had. So, um, let's see. How do we make a call here? Oops. No. Nope. To hear our own voicemail yeah. message is what you're saying, call. right? Yeah, I don't want to call. No, no, don't call her. I just did. Oh. <laughs> She's going to give you like four more messages. Yeah, how do I? Here we go. <clears throat> so uh, what's our number? It's uh, two, <laughs> I have no idea. Two, four, two, four, four, seven, six, three, one. Is that correct? I have no idea. Not sure what it says. It's busy. It's ringing. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I'm calling myself on through Skype. And now it's calling my cell phone. Come on. It should go to voicemail. Nothing. How do I do this? <laughs> yeah, how do we how, how do, do we how do we call our own no here to get the I'll message that we left to leave a voicemail. Yeah, see it's, it's god damn it. It's hard. It's hard. I don't know if you know this, John, but our president said that computers are very hard. They're very complex. So if, when you're calling, you could be calling China. We don't know. It could be Iran. Yeah. yeah. Or some guy laying on his bed. It's really complex. Yeah, 400-bond guy on his bed. We don't know. Let's see if this works. Can you hear that? Faintly. Now I hear it. Much better. Much better. Are we about to leave a message on our own voice yeah. mail? Hey, I'm John. And I'm Scott. Uh, <laughs> thanks for calling the CCM Hotline. Leave a message. And we'll play it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we got to update that. Uh, <laughs> when did that? we record That's good. that? I don't know. Like 10 years ago? ago? Probably. Yeah, we got to update that. I'll do some research. <laughs> so that's what the chick and heard we'll get, what she called. <laughs> and I'll get <laughs> and I'll make some recommendations. Maybe we could update that somehow. So that yeah. That's the that's the the number. Yeah, the number. So, so so leave us a call uh, on that number. That's uh <clears throat> that's two two four big rod one or two two four two four four seven six three one. Two two four two four four seven six three one or two two four big, big rod, rod one. one. I can't remember what the. That sound like I farted. <laughs> no, no, but I didn't. It was my chair. What's with I you swear. and farting, dude? Nothing. I'm just saying my chair made a noise. All right. All right. Relax. I'm relaxed, yeah. dude. I'm you totally relax. Relax. Did we get any other voicemails, John? No, no that's it. That's it? All right. 
We got a happy holidays. So no, nothing from Pat McGroin? No. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Pat McGroin. Wait, who's this one? Oh, that was a, oh, that was a lady. Pick call. So, yeah, that was funny. Was the, it? The, <laughs> <laughs> was it really? It was. All right. I'll take your word for it. So, um, what are we doing? We're getting into the meat. Are we going to talk about Trump? We're going to talk about the President of the United States of America. But before we get started, John, I'd like to apologize to everybody on the fucking planet. What do we got to do? Here's what we got to do. Because, I don't know if I suggested this, but I thought this, and I put this thought out there. I put this thought out into the interwebs, John. Yeah. Yeah. And I've asked this over and over and over again, even before Trump was elected. I asked, could Trump be worse than the W? (laughs) And just, I apologize just for even having that thought. (laughs) Because it's fucking obvious. I broke alone. That the Trump is an American tragedy. Yeah. Unlike we've never seen before. Yes. And he's only been in office. 10 or 12. How many fucking days has he been in office? Forever. Every fucking day there's something else. So bad. Because he's a child. And so I I, I always approach it from um, you try to put yourself in other people's shoes, right? Yeah. You want to understand their perspective. So I try to put myself in a guy that had $200 million handed to him by his dad and he did stuff and he went bankrupt and then he made money and he went bankrupt and he made money and he's got three wives, two ex-wives. Should we ask TP? <laughs> we should. Uh, he might be working tonight though. Uh, and he doesn't like when we call when he's working. Hey, and hey. when I, I put myself in his shoes and then... And we talked about this last time. He's a, he's, if you're going to look up silver spoon up the ass, I think Donald Trump's picture would be there, right? Yeah. So he's never really had to, you know, he's been in this. Nothing. He's never had to do anything. Work. Right. And now he's got to do something. I mean, president is a 24-7 fucking job. And he's a child. He has a narcissistic personality disorder. He's good at bossing people around. And the That's about evidence it. for that is over-fucking-whelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And the other thing is, is if you just kiss his ass, he will do whatever you say. Right. All you got to do is stroke, stroke his ego. His ego. And, and that's will, it. And that's it. You know? We told our friend of ours, you should just tweet him what a great job he's doing and and tell him about your business, and he'll tweet back, my favorite place to eat, Euro sandwiches at, you know, Fat Mustard or something. Right. That's all you got to do. Well, every day. You know, uh, I, I told the story about when I watched the election results, and I went to bed, and I woke up at 4.30, and then I looked at my phone and it said, Donald Trump is president. <laughs> Every day since then is the same fucking experience yeah. oh. because the shit that comes out of this administration is on fucking believable to me. 
He's a child. I don't know how he got there. I really don't know. I don't either. Well, Jobs. The Jobs, Jobs, Jobs. He convinced yeah, but so jobs many people. Isn't, well, and, Jobs is an issue. So yeah. if we, it, but the thing is, it's everything to the Republicans seems to be black and white. It's either good or bad. Yeah. There's no gray yeah. area. Right. So there's no complexity. There's no, and, and that's evident in the way he handles foreign policy. Well, they believe in in Jesus, you know, everything's the Bible, Bible, Bible. Do you and really science. think Trump believes in Jesus? No, 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 not Trump, the Republicans. Yes, I agree. That whole right-wing base is all about God, gays, guns, and climate deniers. Science doesn't exist. I mean, they're they're gutting the entire administration. They're gutting the State Department. They threw everybody out. Well, People here's that thing. have been there since the 80s, and they say, oh, they're cleaning the swamp. Of what? What are they putting in there, though? I'd like to know. That's I didn't vote question. for this asshole. Well, and, I mean, it's since we, he was president-elect the last time we podcast, right? Yeah. He wasn't yeah. president yet. No, no, he was president. On December 20th? Yeah. Was he? He won, I thought he didn't get inaugurated in, until January. He won in November. I understand, but he was oh, president he elect. Was president elect. You're right, right. He didn't have the inauguration right. yet. Right. So Obama was still president until January 20th, right? Yeah, roughly yeah. 19th. 19th? Yeah. I thought it was 20th was the inauguration. Was, yeah, it was. Whatever. Not even two weeks into this presidency. <clears throat> And I need to apologize to all the listeners <laughs> for even suggesting that Trump, how could he possibly be worse than the W? Yeah. It took the W eight fucking years to fuck up the way he did. And Trump in the first, not even two weeks into it, is showing us that he's a child, that he has no fucking idea what he's doing, and he... Seems to receive information, right? So we all yeah. have five senses, right. and we receive information. Right. Most of us process that information, and we reflect and we compare it to past experience, and then we react and we speak. He doesn't have that. No. He no receives information, nothing. and he spits out shit. Whatever. And the shit he spits out to the Mexican president, hey, you got some bad do bad hombres bad down hombres. there, and if you don't take care of them, we will. I got a tough. I I got a military that's tough or whatever the fuck, yeah. confident, whatever he said, and we'll come down there and take care of it. I mean, this guy is an American fucking tragedy, yeah. and his election is a tragedy, and we are living in history, John. Yeah, that's for sure. What the fuck is going to happen? We're either going to go one way, which is not a good way. Because he's already, uh, he's pissed off China, he's pissed off Mexico, he's pissed off Australia, yep. he's pissed off the nine fucking countries he banned from coming to the U.S. Seven. Seven? Yeah. But none of them are countries that he does business with. Right. He hasn't broken his business ties. And the funny thing is, is he, he uh, lambasted. Obama for being such a horrible president and not doing this, not doing that. And then 
he comes out and says, "Well, I'm only doing what Obama did. I'm just I'm banning. You know, this is this isn't a Muslim ban. This is this is just uh, blocking visas. Uh, you know, from uh, the same seven countries that Obama did it. And but what he doesn't realize is when Obama did it, they actually had evidence of." Two refugee, two people trying to cross over as refugees. I think they were already here, and they had found in on an IED. They started investigating bombs that were made in Iraq, and they started checking fingerprints against like Interpol and people. This is this is how cool in a way this is. So an IED blows up, and they take the materials. And they analyze them and they pull fingerprints off them. And then they take those fingerprints and they run them through to see who's been fingerprinted to get into the U.S. to get a visa. Because everybody gets fingerprinted. And they find these two guys that were made the IEDs and they're also plotting other terrorist acts. And they, and they caught them. So he said, okay. We got all this terrorism going on in these seven countries. It's volatile. So anybody that's that visits there, they're going to have to go through a visa process to get back in. That's it. He didn't like all out ban it and stop airports from, you know, bringing people in and snatching their green cards out of their hands. And I mean even Giuliani came on the record and said that, "Oh yeah. Um Trump called me like in the middle of the night and asked me, how can we ban these Muslims legally? And then Trump's tweeting like days, uh, weeks later, it's not a Muslim ban. Even though he, Giuliani says, yeah, he called me. Well, not only that, Trump uh, beforehand said it was a Muslim right. ban. He said it him fucking self. It's on fucking video. And now he's saying, oh, no, it's not a it's, not, it's just what Obama did. Who I threw under the best bus for the last fucking eight years. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everything that comes out of his mouth is bullshit. It's bullshit. And what I can't figure out is how people still rally behind him. It's got to be out of insecurity and fear and... Uh, they just don't want to admit they fucked up. But some people are admitting that. There's a whole fucking uh, Twitter hashtag for people who oh, yeah, regret yeah. their their yeah. voting for Trump. Right. And the approval ratings are in the shitter. Most in history, when a new president comes in, their approval rating is very high. Yeah. And within eight days, he's got the lowest fucking new president approval rating of all time. But you know what, John? He'll call that fake news. That's fake yeah. news. It's oh yeah, fake. Just, just like the the amount of people at his inauguration. He talked about that forever. He even sent his press secretary out there. And then say, he still talked about it. Still afterwards, even to this day, it's meaningless who showed up. Yeah, and you can come up with a hundred reasons why Obama had more people than Trump had. The weather, whatever you want to come up with. But to, to state that it was the greatest inauguration crowd ever, and then to tell people in his own administration to find evidence that it was the, the biggest crowd ever, and then keep repeating these things over and over again, 
when there's evidence that it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Don't you have other fucking things to, to think about than how big the crowd was at your dumbass inauguration? Who, even the Bruce Springsteen band, cover band, canceled on you? <laughs> the Bruce Springsteen cover band. Cover band said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do yeah, that. We, can't. we thought we were going to, but yeah, we can't. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no, we're going to have, uh, who, who's that dude? Uh, his his bar went under in Rosemont. What was, uh, what the hell's the name? Toby Keith. <laughs> we're going to have Toby Keith play Made in America, and he's playing a guitar made in Japan. <laughs> there you go. A Takamine. He plays a Takamine acoustic guitar while he's singing Made in America. It's just ridiculous to me. It's unbelievable, John. It is. Lowest transition. Trump's transition is the lowest approval rating in decades. Well, he's incompetent. He has no fucking idea what he's doing. He doesn't. He's relying on everybody. He's like a little baby. He is a little bit. He's a child. And maybe in business that worked for him. And, you know, it certainly worked for him when he was grabbing pussy, you know. Uh, we have audio of that. You just got to go up to them and grab their pussy. They love it. Uh, but it doesn't work in politics. And I think he's going to have either in this next six months, he, he's so fucking incompetent. And the people he's surrounding himself with have their own agendas. And oh, yeah. they're not American no. agendas. I don't know what the fuck agendas they are. But this either. Steve Bannon guy with the... The alt-right and the Jews, they do a Holocaust thing and they don't mention the Jews. How could you not mention the Jews in the Holocaust thing? All this shit. It's incompetence. Like, even when the W came in, he had his dad and he had friends. Yeah. And he was, he was able to, like, put he some people in place. He could tap into something. Unfortunately, he tapped into Dick Cheney and, you know, then we get the W. Trump, he has nothing. He has nothing. fucking nothing. Nothing. And he brings all and these... And his sons look just like Beavis and Butthead. Oh, my God. And they're they fucking idiots. His daughter's super fucking hot, though, dude. Yeah, she's, she's so smart. hot that he wants to fuck her. Yeah, but That's she's how hot smart. she is. She's, she's actually got some brains. But, but I question that, right? You can have brains. You can be intelligent. But at some point, do you sit back and say, God, my dad is fucking out of control? Yeah. He's insane. He's completely... My dad is insane. Do kids ever think that? Do kids ever think that? I'm sure my kids do. (laughs) (laughs) We should ask them. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just... Did you hear hear the whole prayer thing? I did. That was just today, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the shame of it. You know, we haven't done this in five weeks, but... We could have put out a show every fucking day yeah. because of the shit that, that this guy causes every goddamn day. But, He's, this, but this guy, yeah, exactly. It, but every day he thinks he's on a TV show. He thinks every day is another opportunity to be a braggart or, or I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it, it really is disturbing. 
every opportunity that he can get in front of a camera and a crowd He's of people. mentally I, fucking ill. And, and uh, even the um, when he was speaking at the at the CIA um, days after the the day after the inauguration. He went on and on about the amount of people at the inauguration, and he had plants. He has plants at all of these uh, speeches that he does that clap and laugh. They're like staff members that they bring along with. And then this Kellyanne Conway who comes up with alternative facts. Yeah, that was an alternative fact that we presented. And the guy said, well, basically that's bullshit, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. We're in a new era now. The of new al- era of alternative of facts. Alternative facts. Yeah. When my son forgets his homework, I'm going to tell him, hey, tell the teacher, well, handing in homework, that's an alternative fact, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he should just make up any answer to an inc- a- equation. Yeah. Hey, two plus two. Five. 30. <laughs> no, 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 four. That's the fact, but five is an alternative, alternative fact, fact, so I should it's, get credit yeah, for that. I get the same. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what kind of grade do you get for an alternative fact? But here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. He's so fucking incompetent and overwhelmed. I don't even think he wants to be there. And if he does last four years, it's going to crush him. It's going to crush him because he's this narcissist and his ego feeds off of people applauding yeah. and, and saying how great he is. And it's not going well in the first two weeks, no. and it's going to get much fucking worse. Imagine if something really bad happens, like a nine eleven or some shit like that. He's oh, going to oh, be completely Obama. fucking they'll, they'll overwhelmed. Blame Obama, because all I all I see every time I start arguing with somebody, uh, like this whole refugee thing, um, that was Obama and Hillary Clinton's fault because oh, yeah. they didn't do enough. In Syria, they didn't create safe zones. They didn't go over and do a no-fly zone. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Well, how long is that going to last? Okay, now you're president, just like Obama was president went during the biggest recession since the the depression. Uh, we declined, you know, negative. We went negative two point six G GDP growth. The stock market dropped to nothing, to like six. It's up to like a record 19 and, and almost 20 right now. 20,000, the Dow. But it dropped to around the sixes. And they say because the growth has only been 2%. It's the only president in history that hasn't had a year or an average of 3% or more. But maybe this is the new norm. This is the discussion I was having with somebody on Facebook who I don't want to continue arguing out. with. You don't want to out? He he, he word, writes these word salads that just go on and on, but um, it's it, it's word one salad. Of those, is that like a toss salad? <laughs> no, no, it's completely Actually, different. A word salad is more like what Trump does. It's usually an incoherent speech. Well, that's Somebody all that just, Trump yep, does. Yep, yep, I yep, I don't yep. understand him fucking at all. Well, here's the thing. Um. As far as economics is concerned, so everybody's like, okay, the jobs are going to come back if we put some sort of tariff on all the imports because we have this un- we have this lopsided trade right now. Like, we're getting taxed for shit going into other countries, but 
we're not taxing them enough stuff uh, for stuff coming into our country. Okay, great. Let's do that. But then it's really the American taxpayers pay that tax. It's not like that country's going to pay the tax. Right. It's so to, let, there's like 50 things we can talk yeah. about because he's yeah. so fucking deranged. Right. Let's just talk about the wall. Right. So he, he ran on this thing that he's going to build a wall and he's going to make the Mexicans pay for it. Right. Right. So then he actually gets a presidency. Right. Yeah. And then he calls the Mexican president. <laughs> And the guy fucking hey. basically hangs up on him yeah. and says, fuck you. I'm not paying. What? Are you kidding me? Dummy. And so then he says, yeah, so we're going to put a tariff on them. Well, no, first it, it was the American taxpayers are going to pay for it, but we're going to, we're going to get it paid back from Mexico. Right. That was Mexico the first gonna thing. Pay back. They're going to pay us back. And then Mexico said, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what fucking weed you're smoking, but that's not going to fucking no. happen either. Yeah. So then the story became, well, we're going to put a tariff on them. And we're going to put a 20% tariff on them. And that's going to pay for the wall. Yeah. But that means we're going to fucking pay right. for the wall. Because the avocado prices are going to go up. And everything that we get from Mexico is going to go up in price. So right. we're going to fucking pay for the fucking wall. Which is the most ridiculous goddamn idea on the fucking planet. It's that the lowest... Immigrate uh, legal immigration from Mexico in forty years. Yeah, and right. he wants to build a wall. And Obama was called the deporter in chief because he deported over two million Im- Im- illegal immigrants back to Mexico. It's just oh, that was the other thing about immigration. Somebody posted some bullshit on Facebook um, of of Obama and Clinton talking about immigration back when they were both presidents and Donald Trump is just making these faces, those goofy smirks and they keep going back to um, Clinton saying something about, we're going to stop this immigration. We're going to reform it. People are going to get deported. And then they cut to Obama before they do. It's, it's Trump pointing and smiling and dancing his head. And they're basically saying, well, Trump's just doing what they did. Well, they were so horrible. Why would he do what they they're they're doing? Okay, but it's not he's not doing what they're doing. He's calling them bad hombres, rapists, drug dealers. They're all bad. Well, maybe there's a couple that are okay. You know. Well, he's threatening to send our military to Mexico. Yeah, he's threatening to send our military. That's a fucking threat. He's saying shit about China, how horrible they are. He's basically saying it's okay for people to open a can of whoop ass on. Mexicans, well, brown people in general, uh, some uh, a ch- Chinese woman was assaulted uh, and hate crime attacked her because Trump supporters thought that it's okay to hate Asian people because he's against China now. Uh, Trump supporter in in Canada went off and shot a bunch of people in a mosque because he's a white supremacist and a Trump supporter. I mean, he's making it, saying it's okay to hate people. And then right. I'll come back and go, no, I love everybody. I love the blacks. There's my, there's one of mine right over there. There's and my then African-American. he'll text about yeah. Chuck Schumer, the fake tears of Chuck Schumer, yeah. sad. So yeah. he, he's the grand unifier, but unifying who? Right. He's not inclusive. Not it's at all. It's like you're with me or you're again me. 
And we heard that. I in mean, the, the, w so, years. the whole thing, you know, it's a Black History Month, and and he's such a douchebag about it. Man. I can't he's, be with a guy who's a goddamn child. He's a child, John. He has the mentality. Of, if my twelve-year-old son was in that position, he would uh, perform more maturely and admirably yeah. than this fucking clown we have. In the presidency right now. Well, here's the audio of him today. Was it today? At at the uh, prayer breakfast. So First go- of all, I have a problem with a president being at a fucking prayer <laughs> yeah, breakfast. Yeah, I know. Me too. Where's the separation? Separation. 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 Let me schedule that. Uh, yeah. Where's the yeah. separate? Yeah. But anyway, so he's at this prayer yeah. fucking breakfast. Here it is. He's you at- think he'd keep his mouth shut? Or no. maybe make one or two subtle statements, but no, he's a child. Well, this so is here's what he, what he says, says. This is what he says we should pray for and what he's yes. going to pray for. We had tremendous success on The Apprentice, and when I ran for president, I had to leave the show. That's when I knew for sure I was doing it. And they hired a big, big movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to take my place. And we know how that turned out. The ratings went right down the tubes. It's been a total disaster, and Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I want to just pray for Arnold, if we can, for those ratings. Okay. Yeah. So then Arnold... So well, hold on. Let, gonna... Hold on. Before you get to Arnold, <laughs> let's get back to the child that is Trump. Yeah. All right. So Mark you're a national... Ne- Mark Burnett will never... Yeah. Fuck you. It's got to be about him. It's always got to yeah. be about him. Like, if I'm the president and I showed up on a national prayer breakfast and I'm an atheist, yeah, I'll, you know, hey, if this is on my schedule and somebody wants me to be here, I'll be here. But I am going to be as subtle as fuck, right? Yeah, right. What am I going to say? Yeah, let's pray that uh, the apprentice ratings go up. <laughs> and if the apprentice ratings do go up, is that going to make him happy? I think I don't think that would make him yeah, happy. No. I think that would make him really pissed off. Yeah. Like if the ratings were higher than his ratings with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. I think he would fucking be in a corner crying and sucking his thumb because he's a child. He's John. so fucking weird looking too, man. <laughs> that weird, creepy eyes that he has. Ugh. That piss, I think some of that is because, is, is because of what he says and what we've heard, and especially that pussy grabbing tape with, uh, who's the guy who was with him? Billy Bush. Billy Bush. And that whole conversation that was so fucking creepy. Yeah. And so then we we have this idea, or, or we have this, this perception perception of him, and it, it, it doesn't go well after that. It doesn't really go well after that for us. But what what's fascinating to me is the people that still support him. What do they see in him? That gives them confidence. What is it? I want to know. Because I don't see a goddamn thing that gives me confidence that he has any fucking idea what he's doing. Right. So so let's play the Arnold. Here's part. Arnold's so retort. Arnold, Arnold's retort. To Trump saying we should pray yeah. for the apprentice ratings to go up. Yeah. For those ratings. Okay. Hey, Donald, I have a great idea. Why don't we switch jobs? You take over TV because you're such an expert in ratings, and I take over your job, and then people can finally sleep comfortably again. 
<laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Fucking A. And who wouldn't want Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold as Schwarzenegger? president? Not who would Nager. want anybody else as president yeah. than Donald Trump? I, I don't know. I would want Pluto Blutarski as president. This exercise is called curl. This is for the biceps. Your biceps may not be as big as mine, but you will be surprised at how quickly they become firm and hard if you do this exercise. Firm and hard. The key is always to keep your elbows I'm becoming firm and hard, John. Jamaican. Motion. <laughs> Choose a shorter white grip on the Jamaican me hard, yeah. John. Are you Jamaican? Because you you're Jamaican me hard. When the bar reaches all the way to the chin. <laughs> we will do 12 repetitions. 12, 12 repetitions. Ready. Start on the down position at your down. thighs. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And keep your elbows at the waist. Up, down, up, down. Nine, down, ten, down. And give me two more. Two more. Down. Give me two more. Down. Very good. Now remember, this is one of my favorite exercises that made me blast my biceps up to 22 inches. Blast my biceps up to 22 inches. I'd rather have fucking Chewbacca as yeah. President John. Yeah. No, that's... How are you doing, Chewbacca? I don't know, you had a drum stool. A drum stool. They used to make that sound. <laughs> when you turn on your drum still go that's good do it again do it again <laughs> no dude yeah, do it no <laughs> i can't do it down up down up down up do the barkless dog down up down barkless dog oh that goes way back john yeah yeah that's when do it, we do it Lived in Mount Prospect, and we had two barkless dogs that lived next door. And at 5 a.m. every morning, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! One, two, three, keep moving. All right, some. Bigger topics, though, yeah. like some more, uh, you got the whole Russian thing. Yeah. And the circumstantial evidence is fucking overwhelming, dude. Yeah. Like, Russia's got shit on Trump. At a minimum, they have him doing something on tape or whatever. Who knows? And I'm waiting for the CIA to come out with the report. So we have this oh, dossier, yeah. right? R Richard Angle thinks that it that's all made up by the CIA. Why would they make something up like that? Because they're pissed off at him. Who's Richard Engel? He's a he's an NBC reporter that's embedded over in the Middle East since the Iraq War, pretty much. Well, and it goes all it all goes back to fake news and this idea of fake news and alternative facts and what is real. And I think at this time in history, there's because of the interwebs and everything that's going on, we have no fucking idea. What's real? But I take that back. If you go back to the 50s and 60s, the government certainly presented an idea to the newspapers that wasn't what was really happening. Right. So it's been going on for a while, but it's even more murky now. Because when I, I turned on Rush Limbaugh today, so the, the latest on Trump is he had a call with an Australian prime minister... 
about some refugees. And he got really pissed off and he hung up on him. And then the other call he had was with the Mexican president or whoever that is. And talked about the bad hombres. And if you don't get your shit together, I'm going to send the Americans down there. Now, I listened to Rush Limbaugh today, John. Yeah. And he spent like two hours on these two topics. And he was presenting this idea that how do we know that's accurate? How do we like a lawyer would present that? You know, if you were in a in a court, you would go after them and and say, how do you well, how do you know this evidence is is true? And. It's the same thing Fox News does. It's just, And when I listen to radio, it's all conservative radio. And they're apologists for Trump's actions. And so that provides support or provides this idea that he's doing the right thing to the people that listen to him or, or support him. Yeah. But they're not getting information from anywhere else. Uh, but, but Limbaugh was saying... His idea was that uh, well, this was a leak from the administration, and how do, how can we trust the credibility of this leak from the administration? Because we don't have the transcripts. And Mexico came out and said that that didn't happen. And then I'm I'm in my car and I'm in listening to this and I'm like, God damn it! Now I have to fucking look up. If Mexico really said that or not, because I can't trust, trust. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, because that's right? Mister Fake News. He's he's Alex Jones. He's uh, he's right. conspiracy theorists. I mean, he he was he's been telling us that Obama was going to take everybody's guns and uh, create these camps and all this shit. Right? How many like, how many guns did Obama take, John? In his none. eight years, how many camps did he create? None. But he didn't close Gitmo. No. All right. But he didn't create any new fucking camps. No. Yeah, and it's all the Republicans, and it's all this fear. They're so afraid. I'm afraid, and I need Trump, of all people, to protect me. Because he's like, hey, nationalism, close our borders, fuck everybody else. America first, which is like a KKK slogan. But they have no idea of history. They have no idea of any of this stuff. No. And they're like, yeah, that I that appeals to me. On an emotional level, that appeals to me. And that's that's the issue, right? So why does that happen? Why are these people so desperate that Donald Trump appeals to them? It's freaky. It's sick. It is freaky, John. It's freaky. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm baffled. I gotta, I gotta load a whole new bunch of sound bites of Donald Trump, so I don't have any yet. I am completely baffled. But here's my prediction, John. What is it? February? I say by July, impeachment uh, is. Uh, he may not be impeached by then, but impeachment will be put forward, or he will have a mental fucking breakdown. Well, here's what I read. Somebody predicted, and and it's just a Facebook person. They, their prediction was the midterm elections 2018 will be rescheduled or they'll be canceled because of some sort of crisis. And an executive order will be created to keep Congress exactly the way it is. So there will be no opportunity to vote out any 
anybody in the midterm elections. Well, that That's is a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory, right theory. But who knows? I mean, the way it's going now. I mean, because they kept saying executive that Obama, orders. Obama was going to create an executive order for a fourth term or third term, right? 19 yeah. executive orders in the first 10 fucking days. I mean, has that ever been done before? Ever? And a lot of these executive orders aren't constitutional. Like this immigration one. Yeah, so the, the, the lawyers are having a field day. Right. And the and the woman who said, Hey, don't don't uh prosecute any of this shit, just let it go, let these people in, whatever, she gets fired. And there's a bunch of different stories around that. You know, it it's they turn in a resignation when every new administration comes in. Uh but the Donald fired her right away. Not only that, they're telling the media, look, you either get on board with us or you shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Right. Uh, so they want to control the media. Uh, this this Steve Bannon guy apparently is running everything. Yep. And he's a fucking whack job. A total fucking whack job. And these cabinet appointments are the bottom of the fucking barrel. Well, they're all billionaires. So yeah. the, the cabinet that he's nominated, their total wealth is greater than like two-thirds of the wealth yeah, of right. the entire US. planet. Oh, planet? Really? Yeah. And this this Secretary of Education is like one of the dumbest people I've ever witnessed. And she has no experience in education at all. Is this heaven? And she totally fucked up whatever state she was yeah. in, the education system there, because she wants to privatize everything so that they can teach about Jesus, John. Because <laughs> that's what's that's what's wrong. We're not teaching to we're not teaching enough about Jesus. That reminds me of uh, there was a little debate between Ricky Gervais and um, Stephen Colbert, who happens to be Catholic. So they started debating God and science and or God and atheism. And he's like, you know, come on, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in, and Ricky Gervais says, okay, let's put it this way. Here's the way the, the difference is number one, there's 3000 gods and you deny 2,999 of them. So you're an atheist. You're an atheist. You're just one more God. You're into one more God than I am. Secondly, if you were if if the world were to start all over again and all the Bibles and all the holy books and all that, all religion was gone from the earth and all the science books were all gone from the earth, what would happen is when everything comes back again, science would be exactly the same. The the experiments would be the same, the evidence would be the same. That would all be the same. Religion, you have no idea how it would come back. And Colbert was like, that's pretty good. I don't have an argument for that. Because you're right. Science would, you know, gravity is gravity. And uh, they might call it something else. But it'll definitely come back with the same. When you throw somebody out the window, splat, they're going to hit the ground. Okay, it's not called gravity. They come up with another name for it. But the application and the observations and the testing and all that would be all the same. With religion, there's nothing. So he's like, prove it. 
And can you prove it again and again and again and have the same result happen? No. I mean, I have this argument all the time. There's only a couple million people difference between the the Muslim religion and Christianity. I mean, if if the uh, holy wars were won by the Muslims, everybody'd be a Muslim, and the Christians would be over on the other side of the pond, causing havoc. Who knows? Right. Religion that, is culture, culture, yeah. and it gets passed down. Indoctrination. And Pat Oswald did a bit where he said it's like cake. Like who has, who has the best cake? And that's what religion is. You're fighting over. No, my cake's better than your cake. No, no, I have the shit, man. My cake is the shit. You know what? We're gonna go to war over your because my fucking cake is better. And that's how ridiculous it is. Well, I don't feel sorry for them, but I do often think about Steve, the Steve, and Zach. Because they were brought up in this framework, and logically, they seem to know that it's just not right. There's something not yeah. right about it. Right. But they can't get out of it. They can't get out of the framework of or the context of this idea. And Zach, because he he had a, an experience with childbirth and all that other stuff. And Steve, who knows what the fuck with Steve, but he's still, yeah. he, he he's won't still eat meat on Fridays Friday. during Lent. Just and in case. Like Pascal's wager, right? But yeah. when we talk to him, logically, he he kind of agrees that, yeah, that's it's really kind of a silly story. <laughs> but I was brought up this way. Yeah, and so I'm not gonna, what if it's really true? Yeah. I don't want to spend my life, uh, uh, the eternity, not my life, but eternity in hell after my life. And it's just so ridiculous to you and me. We have no, we have no way to relate to that, which is part of the problem of, of trying to have a, a rational discussion well, the, about the it. The only relationship, the only way I relate to it is it's usually connected to like you said, culture or a tragedy, something that happened and, or somebody dies and you have to have something to hold on to. And, but when I argue with people about it, I say, I say, I get it. I get what it makes you feel good when you're alone. It's something to grab onto and hold on to. It makes sense. But for me, when it comes to death and stuff like that, I because I'm an atheist, I, there's no afterlife. You're worm meat. It's done. There's nothing left. There's no, well, you know what? I'm going to meet everybody in heaven. So that's not going to happen for me because I don't believe in that. So I have to make amends. I have to make things happen now. I have to, I have to right all the wrongs while I'm here because this is it. There is no no afterlife there is no meeting up with everybody and and going on eternally and as neil degrasse tyson says why would you why would you want eternal life because what would be the point of getting out of fucking bed every day if you knew you're gonna live forever just eat fries and burgers and just lay around and because when you die you're just gonna live forever anyway and, and this, you just gotta pray and be nice and and uh you know, take Jesus as your only Lord and Savior, and 
There's no point. There's no point in curing cancer. There's Why? And then when you get there, when you get to heaven, it's all the same. Wouldn't yeah. that... I, the thing about um, life on earth, the life that we know, is there's ups and downs. Yeah. And the, the when you have downs, it makes the ups more meaningful. It makes them... So there's this constant give and take, and there's uh, some people embrace change, some people don't, but life is a fucking adventure. Grab it by the balls yeah. and make it happen. Make something important. Do something important. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, and then if you do get to heaven, wouldn't that be, it would become bland, at least the way that, that our brains process information. If we're always on a constant high, Right. which is what I would perceive heaven to be, yeah. then what's the... It would get almost um, maddeningly consistent. And yeah. it wouldn't be a... There would be no challenges. There would no, be no... it's all Everything that makes peace. you human uh, would be gone. Gone. But again, it's, it's spiritual, John. It's not for yeah. our understanding. Right. Yes. <laughs> To walk with God. So what's the incentive? It's like you know, a constant I mean, like, orgasm to walk with God. <laughs> but wouldn't they get tired? Yeah, you get really tired of that. <laughs> yeah, I'd get tired of yeah. that. Having a constant orgasm. You'd have to, when would you take a break? When do I get a nap? Do I get naps in heaven? <laughs> I'd need a nap <laughs> after jizzing on God for eternity. Oh, my God. Oh, is that wrong to say? Oh, man. <laughs> we're going to get calls and letters. No, we're not. No, you're right. Because we're Nobody in a, we're in a silo. <laughs> yeah, that we have 12 listeners and they all agree we're with in us. We're a silo. <laughs> no, the Department of Agriculture used to listen to us. Now that we're coming down on Trump, he'll probably tweet on us tomorrow. Ah, well, that would be... He's listening in. Well, and it goes back to evolution, right? So if you buy into evolution, if you, if you believe in these alternative facts called evolution is how we got here, then we have to fucking die. Every organism has to die. If the organism didn't die, then there would be no evolution. Right. So right. it's part of the process. We're part of the process. So what legacy can we leave? We can leave uh, making it a better place while we're here. We can uh, provide maybe uh, a new idea that can be... Uh, built upon in the future and, and save lives and do great fucking things. That's what it's all about, John. Right. Right on. Because otherwise, what's the incentive? It's not about this Just fairy tale that bed. I'm here and then I go to heaven. Just don't go anywhere. Lay in bed. Don't yeah. do anything. Lay in bed and pray to Jesus yeah. every day. Unreal. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. But I will keep trying to understand. That's what I'm going to do, John. I'm going to keep trying to understand. It's impossible. And I come, and that approach is from a scientific perspective. How do these brains work? Me. And why are they different from me? When I was younger, and I, I still struggle with this as an adult, I always thought that people thought just like me. Well, everybody, we all think the same way, right? Right. But that's not the case. And I still have to remind myself that people process information differently. Except when it comes to Donald Trump. He doesn't process at all. He just receives information and he just talks. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's a fucking child. But that idea of 
the idea what was I talking about? <laughs> I'm the one that got it done and did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job. It's I'm really smart. Great. I'm really smart. He's smart. He's got, he's surrounded by the best people. They're the best. Congratulations. <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Today, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Speaking of Trump, uh, I've been playing with a, a ba- another band. Another band? Are they called the Trumps? <laughs> no. That's a great segue. It's called Decade. They're an 80s band. And, oh, you know, when, if, if you believe that, that's There fine. is a segue, John. subject. Yeah. Make America great again. That's right. That's right. And it was great in the 80s because Reagan was president. That's right. Eric. And doing a bunch Eric. of shit with Lisa, Contras and Irans and, you know, my friend, the whole deal. Snoop Dogg. Really? Is Snoop Dogg is my friend Snoop Dogg. My friend Snoop Dogg. Do you know how bad it is for me to say that? <laughs> it's something more important to say, and it slipped my mind, John. We were we were building yeah. to this to this crescendo. How dumb he is. Yes. Yes. He Wouldn't is it be dumb. Nice if we could surprise them and knock the hell out of <laughs> He's talking about surprising ISIS with what? Like, I don't know, clowns? a birthday party? <laughs> a birthday party? Surprise! <laughs> Supplies. I'm really rich. I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, no, well, I take, well, he's, he's a combination of both. He's a child. And he's a clown. He's a child clown. He is. He's unreal. He's a we need to clown. build a wall. And it has to be built quickly. Yes, quickly. Quickly. Yes, because the, Im- the illegal immigrants from Mexico is at a 40-year low. Yeah. So we need to do that really quickly. Yeah. And when we build it 20 feet high, then there'll be 22-foot ladders. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, maybe a little taller because you got to put the ladder on an angle. And we're going to make the Mexicans pay for it. Yeah. The ladders or the. Oh, they're not going to pay for it? Oh. All right. Then we're going to put a tariff on them and make the American people pay for it. You know, look, at a look, certain point. Listen. You got to make deals. Yeah. You got to make we deals. You can't have a guy who stands in the middle of the center floor and every other senator thinks he's a whack job, right? You know, you have to make deals. You That's so funny. That's he said whack job. Yeah. What our founders created. Because 70% of the American people think he's a fucking whack job. <laughs> and he's talking about whack jobs. That's so What I say is me. what I say. Hey, no what shit. What I say is what I say. Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Marty on Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Trump and Marty would get along really, yeah. really well. If you were smart... I don't need anything. We can't keep making shit and buying shit until indefinitely. Blah, 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 blah. He's what an entertainer. John Stewart. That's why said. he's wrong. That's what Marty's saying. No, he's no, an no, entertainer. No, 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 that's not what I'm he saying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> why don't you clarify what you're saying? I think, therefore, I am. That's the only thing we can be absolutely sure of. And you no, said, no, I that's think, a therefore, I am. It, 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 that presents an absolute, I think. 
therefore I am. Yeah. Therefore I'm right. And the Not, thing is, you're what right. I'm saying. <laughs> you're, the, oh, you're so goddamn dumb. Not right. <laughs> I think, therefore, I exist. I know that I exist. So even if there's a God... You know that you exist, but you don't know shit. Even if a God... John, play it. John, put it on. This was the setup. You missed it. No, I'm not stupid. The rest of the world is stupid, and so are you. Everybody's a fucking sucker. Yeah. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't know why Marty's not the VP. Dude, you... You you know what? Oh, my God. I'm going to... If I hear, you know what, one know. more time. You know what, John? Really you know what, John? I'm going to I'm going to get your skull. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? And you know what? Oh my god. All right, John. Uh, have we finished up on Trump? Yeah, yeah. So my prediction now, within now. 6 months Yeah, we got to go back to weekly because we can't keep up with yeah. all the bullshit that comes out of the administration. Uh, like the the guy who speaks for Trump. What's his name? Spicer, spicy. What is his name? Spicy, <laughs> spicy. Spice girl. <laughs> I mean that guy's. I want to. I want to interview him. I want to know what it's like for him to go home and know that he had to come up with all this bullshit to make sense of what yeah. what the enigma, the riddle of Donald Trump is. Yeah. Baffling. It's baffling to me. So maybe somebody can explain it. Maybe TP yeah. can explain it. Maybe Steve. The maybe Duval. No, they get upset. Who voted for him? To... Oh, that, see, here's the story. So I was over at the Duvos and um, big party. We're watching uh, one of the playoff games, the NFL playoff yeah. games, and one of the women there started talking about the women's march. Um. So this happened all over the world. There were women marching in protest of Trump being president and being anti-pro-choice and whatever. And discriminatory and all the fucking yeah. shit he said. And this woman <laughs> at Nick's house was going on and on. And a Fox News viewer, so she's getting her information from Fox, yeah. but she's saying... I, I really don't know what they're protesting about. And why would they even protest? I mean, what's going to happen? Nothing's going to change. And don't they have jobs? Don't they have to work? I mean, I think I would I would have to work. Why would I have time to go and protest anything? And I really don't know what they're saying. And she went on and on and on. And I wanted to say so badly. There were like four or five opportunities for me to say, like she would say, this is ridiculous. I don't know why they're protesting. It's not going to amount to anything. <laughs> and there were four or five opportunities for me to say, "Yeah, all, all that had to happen was Donald Trump to show up and grab him in the pussy. And it would have yeah. been over, right? Yeah. It would have been over. All they had to do is grab him by the pussy. Yeah. And it's done. it's done. They'll go home. They'll go home because they'll grab him by the pussy. But I didn't say it. And I regret not saying it. That, or you could have just said, you're right, I think women should stop protesting. As a matter of fact, I think we should go back in time and take women's right to vote away. Ah. Because women's suffrage, that was so stupid for them to protest. When, when I was there, and I think this was a night that you were trying, you said you might be able to show up, yeah. but you never showed up. And I was there by myself, and I'm like, 
Boy, I wish John was here. Oh, yeah, I think I was at... Um... If you were there, I would have been emboldened, John. <laughs> I would have grown some balls, and I would have said this. But I was all by myself. Because everybody was, like, nodding their heads in agreement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? Yeah, because women's What's suffrage the big was deal? a waste of fucking time. Yeah. I really wish women... What's the big deal? ...could not vote today. Because they, they're the ones that made this mess. Yeah. How dare you? And when Trump says, let's make America great again, that's what he's referring to. When women couldn't vote. Yeah. Again, back when they could not vote. Yeah. When it was only landowners. Yeah. Yeah, let's not protest. Let's not have the Tea Party and all that. That You're right. I don't have too many regrets, John, but that's one of them. Yeah. Because I like to try to grab life by the balls, John, and we talked about yeah. this. And live... Here's my motto, John. Are you ready? Yeah. It's three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause and count them. I hope it's three syllables. Adventure. Is that three syllables? <laughs> you, you put your hand under your chin. That's how you do it. You put your hand yeah. under your chin and count them. Ad Every time your, your chin hits your hand. Oh, adventure. Yeah. There you go. Three syllables. Adventure. Right on. Yeah. That's See? my motto. That's how you do it. Adventure. And I had an opportunity to be adventurous. And who knows what would have happened if I said that. Uh, it would have been great, though. Yeah. You know, just to just to spark the debate. But you needed a little bit of an audience, which would be me. And then we would, you know. Yeah. We trade off who's a straight man, good cop, bad cop. Right. And then after we left, they'd be like, Nick, what? why do you invite them over? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> What fucking assholes? <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know, I've known them for a long time. That's why. They don't mean anything yeah. bad. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah. Kind of. Sometimes. <laughs> All right, hold on. Before we move on with, with uh, to get into your new band, one more thing. Trump said he made grabbing pussy presidential, John. He did? Yes. But one of our founding fathers also talked a lot about pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin, journalist, founding father, pussy inventor, talker. scientist, all-around cool renaissance dude. He wrote something called Advice to a Friend on Choosing a Mistress. This is from June 25th, 1745, John. 1745. You know, we got to rev up the time machine and go yeah. back to 1745. Rive it up. Rive it up. Rive it. <laughs> and, hang with, and hang with Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> All right, here's what he wrote. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ready. Hit it. The face first. <laughs> Let me start over. I'm not doing it justice. The face first grows lank and wrinkled, then the neck. Then the breast and arms, the lower parts continuing to the last as plump as ever. So that covering all above with a basket and regarding only what is below the girdle, it is impossible of two women to know an old from a young one. And as in the dark, all cats are gray. The pleasure of corporal enjoyment with an old woman is at least equal and frequently superior every knack 
being by practice capable of improvement. You know what he was saying there, John? No. <laughs> Let me translate. <laughs> and I'd love to have a beer with Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what he's saying is, as a woman gets older, and as we all age, uh, things start to sag, the hair gets a little brittler, the, the, you get the things under the eyes, the, you start to, to whittle away, you start to uh, get thinner, and you're, you know, shit happens when you get older. Right. You get more creaky and more cranky, but what he's saying is the one place for a woman that never gets older is the pussy John. <laughs> you didn't get that from my reading? No. no. I blame that on myself. Yeah, I didn't do yeah, I didn't do justice yeah, to the, Benjamin Franklin. It was really bad cadence in your prose. <laughs> it was bad yeah. inflection, bad yeah. cadence. Yeah. And so what he's saying is always go for the older mistress. Don't discount them because it, it, even though they may look old, their junk is still the intact. junk is still young. Yeah. And, um, yes, it never ages down there. <laughs> That's what he was saying. So, there is precedent to grabbing pussy. I think that's a little offensive, grabbing pussy, but Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, wrote extensively about pussy and about farting. So, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the farting article, but next podcast i will bring in the benjamin franklin farting prose that he wrote and we can discuss that what's this one here he writes because in every animal that walks upright the deficiency of fluids that fill the muscles appears first in the highest part oh that's what you just read right the well no you're, first you're grows continuing it yeah you're so you're continuing lank and wrinkled then the neck, then the breast, and the arms, lower parts, continuing right. to the last, as plump as ever. Right. So you start to age from yeah. your head down. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if this is the same for men. Like, are the genitals always, uh, you know, the schwanz, the shaft, yeah. always youthful and invigorating? Well, yes. Now with Cialis and Viagra, of course. Yeah. But what he's saying, and this is in 1745. And from what I've heard, he got around. You know yeah. what I'm saying, John? He was hooking up. So he had experience with the older woman and the younger woman. And from what I'm, my reading, my interpretation is, if you were to blindfold Benjamin Franklin and put him in the room with a 25-year-old and a 70-year-old and only ha- let him have access to the you know nether regions, yeah. he wouldn't be able to tell the difference. No. That's what I got out, out of it. Anyway. He was a dog. He was a dog that Ben Frank. Yeah. Ben Frank the dog. Was Phil coming or what? Well, hold on. You were oh. going to talk about your new band, dude. Your new band. Oh, oh yeah. I got, oh, a, wow, I got a call um, a couple of weeks ago uh, from a dear friend, Chuck, who um, I played in a band with him with Amber called the Newberries. Remember, you came out to that. I did. Um, and I played in other bands with him called the K-Martians, and one of the guitar players is named Dan. He also played in the K-Martians. Um, and for years I, I said, hey, I'd, I'd love to play in your band. You guys do backing tracks, and you play that new, you know, new wave 80s, which I dig. And um, 
He's like, yeah, we got this drummer and, you know, whatever. I'll let you know if something happens. Well, something happened. The drummer decided to quit after they booked a gig. So they gave me a call. And he's like, hey. And he kept, like, he was texting me and calling me. I need to talk to you. And he calls me. Finally, we get together. And I said, "Uh, yeah, when's the gig? He says, March 18th. I said, yeah, that sounds like enough time. But I got to go out of town for a couple of weeks and. Um, oh, I went to Dallas and I came back and then we, we got together and then I was gone for another week and they give me their song list. They got like a, like a hundred songs and I'm like, shit, I know all these songs. I've heard them. I've not all of them. I've played a lot of them. We've played in a kangaroo court, but not the way they are on the record. So our arrangements are completely different. Um, so listening to them was, was interesting. Like, shit, we don't play anything like that. And uh, Hold on. We play the same songs, but we don't play... We do the arrangements different. differently. Yeah. So the arrangement so, is different. Yeah, the arrangement. So like on the, on the record, they might play, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus we might play verse, chorus, verse, verse, chorus, chorus. Or we might extend the chorus to the end of a song, for example. A lot of times we do the Me First versions, and they do a different arrangement. Right. So um, so that trip you up in your they, rehearsal? Well, they do I Ran, which is a little different compared to how we do it a little bit. There's no, <laughs> there's none of that shit. <laughs> right. Um, so that's a little different. And then we play like, they play Tainted Love, and the version I did was the Imelda May version. Um, and the arrangement's a little different on that, too. So I had to kind of learn the songs over again because I would remember the stops and the starts in different spots because of how we arranged them. Um. And, uh, so I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And they gave me a set list and they have all the backing tracks sequenced in the same order as the set list. And I kick him off. He's got a Mac and I kick him off and I wear a headset and everything clicks through my ears and they got everything, the whole band going through the PA so I can hear everything, which is kind of cool. It's a little different setup than we have because they actually have lights that trigger off of these sequences. So the lights change scenes to the music, which is kind of cool. Um, so I said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, my second practice was last night. And they do a couple of songs where they combine like a police song and a... Uh, 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 what was like it? a medley? Yeah, it's kind of a medley, um, which makes it tricky. And then the rest of the songs are, a lot of them are pretty straightforward, but I, I just forget how they start and how they end. You know, that really bothers me. That short-term memory loss, it's just, it's shit. So I'm there at practice last night, and I drop something on the floor, and I go to reach down to pick it up. And I'm sitting on my drum throne, and I have my foot, my leg, extended straight out. Toes pointing to the ceiling, and I bend over really fast. Now, usually you you tuck your legs under you before you bend over. 
and I have, I'm pretty flexible. So usually it doesn't bother me to bend over that way and have that strain on your hamstring. Last night I tore it. Like I bent over and I heard it and I felt like a rip in my hamstring all the way up to my ass. Oh, it fucking hurt so bad last night. It was like really hard to sleep. This morning, it hurts. The good thing about a hamstring is like walking upstairs doesn't hurt you because it's your it's your quads that are your flexing and your glutes. Hamstring, I don't know where that comes into play. Maybe running or or extending your leg. But when I would extend my leg to walk, that's where I would feel the pull in my ass and my hamstring. So that fucking sucked. <laughs> But other than that, um, it's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm kind of excited about it. So I said, yeah, I'll sit in, you know, for this guy uh, who quit. And then they sent me a couple other gigs, but they're, like, spread way apart. Like, they don't play that often. So there's March 18th, and then there's something maybe in May, a private party, and then, like, a wedding all the way in October. All right, March 18th. I volunteered to be your roadie. Yeah. Uh, do you know where that gig is at? Yeah, it's in Naperville at a place called White Tavern. White? The White Tavern. Tavern. Like I've it's never in this little shitty that. shopping mall. Tavern. <clears throat> it's like in a really shitty strip mall. There's like three stores there and that's it. And the White Tavern. Yeah. Okay. I'm there, dude. March eighteenth. Am I so, there? Hold on. I might be somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I'm there. Yeah, I think I'm available. So I, I said, you know, yeah, sure, I'll do the gig. And then next thing I know, on their Facebook page, we have a big announcement. Our new drummer, John Morley, has joined the band. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, it's, it's accurate. It's not alternative <laughs> facts. It's, it's not fake news. It's real, right? So what are you all fucking about? Well, because I didn't say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm exclusive. Ah, I see. Well, drumming is not monogamous, right? No, it's. I mean, you can still play with us. Well, here's the thing, with them, they kind of play a show, so they play one. They have their set pretty much set up. It's always the same. It's always the same three sets, but they'll alternate a couple of songs here and there to mix it up. But it's pretty much always the same. So. When these guys get together, they know exactly what to expect. It's hard to add and move songs around in this thing called Song Buddy or something that he's got, or Band Buddy. I forget forget what it's called. This this program that he has on his on his Mac. The tracks that you're playing. The tracks, to. yeah. So it's kind of uh, it's cool that they stick to that because then I could rehearse. I could put all those in the same order. They've already given me the set list for the 18th. So they're all in the same order. So I could just play them through on iTunes with my drums down here. And it, and I don't have to worry about, you know, them, them calling out. They're not going to call out a song and change it. Like we do in modern elixir and kangaroo court, kangaroo court yeah. is like every <laughs> song is called out. So you got to know 200 songs in kangaroo court. And you don't know what the fuck Rick is going to yell out. Right. So 
he, you're always going, what, what are the next three? What are the next three? And he'll tell you, and then he'll play the first one, and the next two will be completely different. So there's none of that here. So that's the bonus. And I'm the oldest guy in the band. The singer is the second oldest with, he's 50, I'm 52, he's 52 also, but I'll be 53 before him. Chuck is 50, I think. He's going to be 51, and I don't know what the other guitar player is, but he's in his late 40s. And they're all really good musicians. And you know that song by Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World? Yeah. Do you like that song? I, I never really cared for them because I absolutely, like the least favorite song of all time for me is yeah. Shout Oh, by Tears for Fears. I absolutely hate that fucking song. And I don't know why. I just hate it. Everything about it. Yeah. Well... Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a fucking kick-ass song. It's got this weird um, triplet halftime feel on the hi-hat that I had to master. And I guess their drummer played it completely different. There's there's like three songs that are going to be really tough for me to play. This one, My Sharona, is really hard to play. But I think I'm, I'm almost there with that. And then... Uh, Birds Fly by Icicle Works. Yeah, but... A whisper to a Scream. The thing about it is you break it down, right? You were talking yeah. to me about Led Zeppelin and uh, yeah. Black Dog and yeah. how you broke it down. And once you broke it down, it was easy. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you'd do the same thing. It's like learning a language, right? You, right. You, you, you learn the basics first, and once you get them, once you get like... The you, syntax. Yeah, once you get the syntax, you, there's like a plateau or like a an apex... You hit that apex and everything is downhill after that. So it's that one thing, that one lick or whatever it is you need to get to get to the next level. And then once you hit that, then everything else just kind of falls into place. It's like programming, John. Yeah. Techie stuff. There's only three different structures to programming. You figure out the three structures and then you can apply that to any language. If then else. Right. Basically in loops and then sequence. That's it. Uh, and then once you figure that out, you're golden. You can apply that to any fucking language. You just have to learn the syntax of those three structures and you can do whatever you want. Nice. Maybe I should do that because this job is killing me. I've been telling you for <laughs> 10 fucking years, dude. Take your SAP logistics shit and charge 300 an hour for it. You'll get Whoa. people to pay for it. You think so? Yeah. Do you need contacts? Do you need a network? Surprise you don't have that network. You're in logistics. You have you've made yeah, a I name do. for yourself. Oh, thanks, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of our practice right here. Well, here's the question. Yeah. March 18th is your gig. Are we going to yeah. do another podcast before March 18th? Yeah, I hope so. Are we going to do one after your gig? I hope before. <laughs> like 10.
so that's that one that's a hard one for me to play and then you know my sharona i said earlier that's a kick-ass tune is uh it is it's a really good tune and it's it's tough to play Ugh. So Ugh. Blech. Oh, that's the same one. Where's my Sharona? That's kind of the end. But yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Here's my dilemma, John. Yeah. When I get high and I play drums, yeah. I I experience the rhythm on a whole different level yeah. in it, and I can interpret it. And you and, think you're nailing it, don't you? No, I am nailing it. But what happens is I go to hit the hi-hat and I yeah. miss. Yeah. And then when I bring my stick back up, it hits the bottom of the and hi-hat, the and the stick goes flying. Yeah. And then I got to start over again. <laughs> but... But there is a a understanding that I didn't have before that I have. Like if I could play the song ten times, and I'm not stoned, yeah, I think I'm. A, yeah, it's all right. It's passable. But then when I'm stoned, I really. Uh, I guess it goes back to what you say, breaking it down. Yeah, it becomes clear to me. But then I I can't carry out the mechanics no, no, of it. No, you you need you need sticks to, go flying yeah. everywhere. <laughs> you need to record that. Yeah, I need to record I, the video and the audio. <laughs> it's a travesty. I, it's I a fucking train wreck. One time, this is going way way back. Way back, with John. Record the same thing happened, and somebody asked me to come outside and blow a doob, and that was it. Came back in to play a set. And I thought, I fucking, I was the shit, man. I nailed it. And we recorded, like, all the shows, like, everything. Boombox, if we had any way to record it. I listened back to it, and there was a clear difference between the first set and the second set. Like, who the fuck was playing drums? What was the issue? Was it... Who uh, was playing the drums? The rhythm? Was it... Well, you couldn't keep time? Or uh, yeah, it was, was... it My meter was so off. It was like... Within the song? Yeah, so, was, like, you'd start out fast and yeah, slow it down. Yeah. And is, is Weeder playing the drums? <laughs> <laughs> who got up I on mean, the drum set? I mean, who is that? Because I'd be, pl- I'd be, like, jamming away, and then it would slow down and slow down, and then... Rick must have been looking at me or banging on my cymbal with his, his uh, hey man with his guitar neck, and I'd have to speed up. And oh my god, it was horrible. But to you, you were like, "Fuck yeah, I am. I'm nailing. I am it, man. I'm nailing this shit. shit. Yeah. Oh man, I'm right on. Yeah. So oh, I'll definitely have to figure out how to do off. that. Record it. It's like when you and Rick at Wabash Tap. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Well, that was me. Yeah, right? you were, yeah, you were playing completely the wrong shit, and you're looking at Rick like, "Hey, hey, no, man, man. No. it's you, not you. me." And it was me. And it was yeah. <laughs> and you were like, "I'm playing. I'm the shit, man. Fuck, Listen hey. to me lay this down. I'm laying these 
four bass chords down, yeah. dude. Oh my god. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times, brother. All right, hold on. Before we get to Phil, we got to check in with Pat Robertson. You gonna leave him out there? We're gonna leave him out here. We got to check in with Pat Robertson. He has two things he wants to say. One is about uh, the latest Supreme Court nominee. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this eventuality? I'm, I'm ready. Did you unmute me there, John? Unmute oh, hold me. On. I got my volume up to hundred. I'm at a hundred. There we go. Hear that crispy sound. <laughs> Here's Pat Robertson. Right. Well, uh, you know. Uh, All right, I hit play. Nothing's happening. <laughs> Did we have to go through this again? You're the most Didn't this happen last time? Technologically <laughs> inept. <laughs> All right. Let me pause this one. Let me go to a different one. Let me see if this one works. This one is it's about plugged in, right? Because before yeah, yeah. we started the show, you're like, "Hey, there's nothing, man." And it worked is before it plugged the show. In the right hole. <laughs> I had it plugged into the headphones instead of the right microphone. No, I had it in the microphone instead of the headphones. All right, let me try this other one. All right, we're going on eleven eighteen, so let's go. All right, let me try refreshing my tab. You know, the same shit happened five weeks ago. And I did my updates, and everything went well. Here we go. Come on, Pat. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on, Pat. Chrome is letting me down. I'm so disgusted. I need to get an iMac or whatever the fuck from Apple. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Pat's looking at me right now. She's not playing. If the playback doesn't begin shortly, try restarting your device. Didn't this happen five weeks ago? And I had to restart my device, and then it took, like, 15 minutes because it had to upload a bunch of new shit. God damn it. This worked before the show. What happened? (laughs) We're not going to hear from Pat. Why? Why? What is it? What is what? What's the link? Um, Just go to Pat Robertson Google, and then click on the News tab. And two videos are going to show up. One is about the Supreme Court nominee, and one is about climate change. Warming temperatures, John. Climate scientists are religious bigots, fundamentalists. It's a religion, these climate scientists. This thing has become like a religion, and it's just... uh... Uh, if you don't believe in climate change, then you have violated the tenets of the religion, and you need to be excommunicated. It's just unbelievable. If, if you're in a, in a university, for example, and you in any way question the established orthodoxy of climate change, but what Pruitt is saying, this thing's still unsettled. We need to have debate. Who knows whether sunspots are causing climate change, whether the, the action of the sun itself is causing climate change, whether the movements of the planets are causing climate is change. Is she saying climate we change don't know exists? All those things, nor do yeah. we know the fact that the but, Earth is actually getting a little cooler now than hotter. Oh. We had the hottest year probably on record this last one, but is it really getting hotter all the time? And are the polar ice caps melting? They say some in Antarctica are actually growing. So. What Who the man says, says that? is we ought to I talk about it. If you're going to be a scientist, facts. you need to have an open mind and do scientific inquiry. 
that's, Inquiry. that's the way it should be done, not except by faith like like uh, this is the dark ages and you get excommunicated if you don't belong with the papal decree. We don't belong with the people. So what's so interesting to me is he, he has a different standard for science. It can't be re like religion. You have to have evidence, right? And which client Simons has a ton of fucking evidence, right? And if, if you're, if you're going to be a climate scientist and you want to make uh, a name for yourself, you would challenge that evidence and you would come up with studies and you'd, do, and you'd provide different evidence that it's not happening. But yeah. that doesn't happen because the evidence is over-fucking-whelming. So, but he, he says for science, you have to have evidence. It can't be like religion. But for religion, you don't need evidence. You yeah. just need to listen to me. Right. Pat Robertson. I'll tell I'll you tell what you it's really it like. Is. I'll yeah. tell you how it is. I'm you about gotta to believe. Go. I'm about to go there. I'm about to meet my maker and jizz on the God twenty four seven. Right. Because that's Wrong what my heaven is. It's been be amazing like. how people have changed the, the constitution. One. But you got a guy like Scalia and people applaud him because he was a strict construction. He said, this is what the law said. Let's find out what this framers intended and read the language that is written. That's nice. The others say, well, uh, you know, we can't <laughs> well. do that as a living document. So, but that was Hillary Clinton. If she had gotten in, she would definitely have put in judges. Uh, put in. It's I an amazing thing. It is the most important decision a president can make. Absolutely. But the, the f fact is, the f we've f had f cases that have driven us all nuts. The so-called Lemon case, which uh, was, uh, you know, Scalia said Spit it out. And he did come out to drive a stake through his heart. But, you know, all these, these religious liberty cases have been absolutely outrageous, and they have restricted, 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 restricted freedom of, of religion. So you get uh, it's a chance for some of these things to be overturned. And what the guys, the uh, pro-abort folks are concerned pro about, there's a real possibility of overturning Roe versus Wade, which was based on extraordinarily poor uh, uh, legal opinion and uh, <clears throat> it was uh, well that would be something to see that it was called blackman's abortion mm -hmm. i mean they they they, they, made, they made up a case law that didn't exist it was just unbelievable it is unbelievable john isn't it yeah all right so they made case law that didn't exist yeah uh let's overturn roe v wade that'll He's be fucking insane. great won't it yeah uh cuz you know clinton when he was president crime dropped Suddenly, Clinton didn't do a goddamn thing Nothing. about crime, and it fucking dropped. And Pepper were like, what the fuck happened, Pepper? People were like, what? What's going on? What happened? And then Freakonomics comes out, and it's just an idea. And who knows if they followed up with studies on this. But they said, well, Roe v. Wade uh, was implemented in 1973. So women who uh, didn't have the means to raise a child were able to get abortions. So they didn't raise children in environments that would uh, generate criminals. Yeah. So the crime rate during Clinton's uh, presidency just fell off the fucking table. 20 years after, like almost to the day. Yeah, and Clinton gets all the credit, but it was really Roe v. Wade. Now, Pat Robertson, you know, because he believes that when the sperm hits the egg, God infuses a soul. And so, you know, if you do anything to tamper with that, that's, Which is wrong. That's just wrong. It's, uh, yeah. Life begins when God breathes into the nostrils 
I thought it was into the vagina. <laughs> into the nostrils? <laughs> yeah. So after the baby's born. Right. Okay. All right. So, but what is the other thing he mentioned? So he was talking about something before abortion. He was talking about, what the fuck was he talking about? Oh, that r- religious uh, people are being persecuted for their beliefs. When is that fucking happening, John? And, and again, it's so goddamn simple. Here's how simple it is. Believe whatever the fuck you want to believe, right? Just don't yeah. put it, uh, uh, don't have my tax dollars going to support your fairy tale. That's it. How hard is that? Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. If you believe in Satan, if you believe in uh, Jesus, whoever, Muhammad, I don't care. Just don't have my tax dollars go to support this bullshit. That's it. Right. How And to Pat Robertson, that's religious persecution, John. We're being persecuted. Persecuted. Yeah, that's why we need Jesus to come back and save us from this persecution, John. Get over it. Genesis 2-7, Scott. Yes. The Lord breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. The man? Yeah. Or the infant? The man. Well, is this when he revived uh, the guy, uh, Leviathan? Was that when? No. Then why would he say man? It's a ba- it's a toddler. It's in Genesis, most. man. It's a toddler. It's in Genesis. In the Bible, miscarriage is nothing. You throw a woman down a flight of stairs that's pregnant and she miscarries, you're just supposed to pay a fine. What kind of fine? Some sort of fine. To, to the Jesus? Dad. Or who? No, to the to the husband. To the husband. Yeah. So if you get in an argument with a man, yeah. another dude, and his wife steps in who's pregnant and you oh, knock her and over. And then you throw her down yeah, the stairs. right. Well, yeah, because women are property in all right. religions. Women are property, basically. They have no fucking rights. And uh, God forbid we educate them, right? Right. Especially the Muslims. Let's not educate them. And we've said this from day one of the podcast. If you want to have a first world society, educate the women and treat them like equals. That's it. How hard is that? How fucking hard is that? Not that hard. It's not that hard. Not that hard. Pretty but easy. nobody can understand that. No. Nobody gets that. No. Especially Trump. Just grab him by the pussy. Here's what it says uh, in Exodus 21, 22 through 25. And if men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child so th- that she has miscarriage, yet there is no further injury, he shall surely be fined as the woman's husband may demand of him. And he, he shall pay as the judges decide. But if there is any further injury, then you shall appoint as a penalty life for a life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, worn, worn, <laughs> wound for wound. All right, so here's what I... for bruise. Here's my interpretation. You throw her down the stairs, she has a miscarriage. Ah, I'll pay you a couple of bucks. Yeah. And we'll get on with yeah. it. Yeah. If you throw her down the stairs, she has a miscarriage and she, and she breaks her, her pinky. Yeah. You're then pinky. the husband can break my pinky and I have to pay yeah, a fine. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's really well thought out. 
Yeah. I'm so I'm so glad the creator of the universe spent so much time on this. <laughs> he really is well thought out, isn't he, John? Yeah, he had some time on his <laughs> yeah, hands. Yeah, he had some time on his hands. About a billion years. Well, he did because, you know, uh, when people say, well, it really wasn't created in seven days because to God, a day is like, it could be like a thousand or a million years. <laughs> And what the fuck did he do before he created yeah. the universe? I mean, he had a lot of he time on his book. hands. He wrote a book. So he had a lot of time he to was consider working this. On his thesis. And this is what he came up with, John. Yeah. He came up with this idea. Yeah, if you throw her down the stairs and she has a miscarriage, pay her a couple of bucks. Yeah. But if you break her finger, eh, the guy gets to break your finger. Yeah. If her nose starts bleeding, he gets to punch you in the face yeah. and, and make your nose bleed. Him. Right. That's that's the creator of our universe, John. Just let that sink in. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, some of the polar ice caps are growing. They're growing. So yeah, that means the Earth may be cooling off. Maybe cool off, even though we had a, the hottest temperature ever last year. Yeah, we don't know. It might cool off cool next off year. I'm year. surprised you didn't bring God in the, into the equation because it's really god that would be controlling all yeah. this wouldn't it i would think so So if god wants to make it cooler he'll make it cooler how hard is that you just to gotta understand? pray pray and if you're gonna pray pray for the apprentice to get better yeah. ratings for crying out Poor loud arnold schwarzenegger yeah that austrian immigrant i don't even know why is here <laughs> He's got 22-inch biceps. <laughs> I'll never have 22-inch biceps. But that, I got a giant fucking head, though. And it's getting bigger as I get older. My but you neck know, is getting skinnier. Because you, you age from the head down. Oh, but you know what's still <laughs> got some life in it, John? You know, the you know what I'm talking about. What? The Do I have one of those? The virginer. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in Come a on, long dude. time. Phil is getting pissed. <laughs> He's just like. All right, man. Let me go get Phil. Let's get this over Can with. Let's wrap it up. Go get 314. him. 3-14. Right? 3-14? 3 14, right? <laughs> I started running, but I ran out of breath. <laughs> get the door already. Open the door. Quit fucking around. Hey, man. What's happening? Come on back. <laughs> I got to run back. Woo. Yeah, I started running, but I lost my breath all of a sudden. I had to start walking to the door, but I ran back full speed, John. <laughs> yeah, you, you get that mixed up sometimes. I do. What are you doing? Well, I run out of breath sometimes. I got to slow down. I overextend myself. Oh. See what I'm saying? You're, you ready, Phil? Of course, John. I'm always ready. I'm just adjusting my mic. Now, with your award-winning TTN News, Phil McCracken-Whitcomb. Thank you, John. You're first too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil's a little lost. He's he's uh well that's right. That's right. So I, 
I usually print out paper, but I'm trying to switch to the computer age, the digital age. Good luck. So I'm looking at a computer screen, and it's blinking Put at me. Glasses. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what my first story is. All right, let's start again. Can we do that, John? Can we yeah. start again? I think I found my first story. Now, what's your award-winning TPN News? Phil McCracken Whitcomb. First story tonight, John. In the Trump administration, all EPA scientist studies must now be vetted by a political officer. Doesn't sound too bad. Sounds a bit fascist, but what do I know? Next story, John. <laughs> the Women's March everybody was talking about. I don't know if you know this, John. But that was just totally witchcraft, at least according to the religious right. That's right. Right-wing pastor Rick Joyner declared the last weekend's Women's March on Washington was a blatant manifestation of the Jezebel spirit brought about because Satan knows he is about to be cast out of America thanks to President Donald Trump. That's right, John. Joyner said, there's meanness. There was a rage in women who participated. That was very unattractive. Lamenting that they were so crude that even the things he heard while serving in the Navy didn't seem as bad as what was coming out of some of these women during that women's march in D.C. The Jezebel spirit, he explained, is a spirit that seeks to seduce God's people into sexual immorality and into the worship of idols. And as he managed to take over much of the nation in recent years, but is now flying into a rage as it realizes that its influence over the country is about to be lost. Why is there such rage? He asked. I think it's because that Jezebel <laughs> spirit is about to be thrown down in America and I think much of the world and it knows its time is short. As you see in the book of Revelation, whenever Satan is cast out of heaven, he comes to earth with great wrath. I think that's what's been going on here, too. <laughs> and I think Trump is a real serious threat to the general Jezebel spirit. Next story, John. <laughs> They're calling it the First Amendment Defense Act because... Get back to in. <clears throat> they're calling it the First <laughs> Amendment Defense Act, John, because get back in the closet, you evil gay faggots, wouldn't fly. Probably. Oh my God. Earlier this month, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas and Senator Michael Lee of Utah, through his spokesperson, told somebody they plan to reintroduce an embattled bill that barely gained a House hearing in 2015. But this time around, they said the First Amendment Defense Act. That's the F-A-D-A, or the FADA, was likely to succeed due to the Republican-controlled House and the backing of the President, Donald Trump. U.S. Donald Trump arrives... Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's an advertisement. F-D-A-D, F-A-D-A, <laughs> F-A-D-A would prohibit... I'm sorry, I'm deleting stuff. Would prohibit the federal government from taking... Discriminatory action against any business or person that discriminates against the LGBTQ people. The act distinctly aims to protect the rights of all entities to refuse service to LGBTQ people. 
based on two sets of beliefs. One, marriage is or should be What's recognized. Cute? I don't know. Queer? <laughs> <laughs> Marriages should or be recognized as the union of one man and one woman. And two, sexual relations are properly reserved to such a marriage. Reserved. <laughs> Ironically, the language of the bill positions the right to discriminate against one class of Americans as the First Amendment right and bans the government from taking any form of action to curb such discrimination, including withholding federal funds from institutions that discriminate. FADA also allows individuals and businesses to sue the federal government for interfering in the right to discriminate against the LGBTQ people and would mandate the attorney general defend the businesses. Next story, John. It's very scary to have the nuclear launch codes, but if the time comes, I'll do the right thing, vows President Trump. In the most terrifying presidential interview and headline in the history of the world. Nick Story John. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty terrifying. Trump's job approval rating after his first week is out of office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble with my page down, John. Page down, page up. Oh, I lost my spot. Hold on. <laughs> Here we go. I got it back. Trump's job approval rating after his first week in office is a whopping 63% and four percentage points higher than Obama's at the same time. Oops, I'm sorry, that's a typo. It's just 36%. (laughs) Donald Trump's (laughs) approval ratings just set new records, John, though not in the direction he had hoped. No. It admittedly seems odd to ask Americans to evaluate... (laughs) Performance of a new president a, a few days after he took office. It's getting a performance review in your first week of a new job. Sure, you can do it, but it's probably not going to really lay good groundwork for what to expect. Interestingly, though, voters are generally willing to give incoming presidents good marks in that regard. The pattern over the course of the history of Gallup polls tracking presidential approval has been in the, the incoming president first approval rating is higher than the outgoing president's last one, excluding transitions that occurred due to resignation or death. There have been three times when the new president has had lower initial ratings than the outgoing one. When George H.W. Bush replaced the very popular Ronald Reagan, when Bush's son replaced Bill Clinton, and every other time the new guy seemed to get more of the benefit of the doubt. Trump's approval rating is lower than any prior new president. Remarkably, more people have negative opinion. More people have a negative <laughs> opinion of him than any other new president in his first job evaluation. Next story, John. <laughs> president Donald Trump, who considered sleeping around in the seventies to be his own personal Vietnam, does not believe that waterboarding constitutes torture. In related news, he said. Torture works. It's great. Everybody loves torture. I know some of the best torturers. They're really great people. We're going to be the number one exporter of torture. It's going to be great. And Mexico is going to pay for it. Next story, John. (laughs) Alex Jones, John. Alex Jones. You know that name? Alex Jones, John. He's in my business, John. We're both journalists. I don't know if you know that. Alex Jones, who believes the first graders killed at Sandy Hook were paid actors and that the Air Force is creating tornadoes in the Midwest. 
has been given White House press credentials. In related news, Alex Jones has started to doubt President Donald Trump. I think we can all come to the conclusion that something is really fucked up in the White House. Next story, John. White House Chief Strategist Stephen Bannon lashes out at the media calling them the opposition party and saying they should keep their mouth shut. That seems a bit fascist, but what do I know? In his first interview with the mainstream media, President Trump reveals that he believes he's rambling, almost incoherent. CIA address was one of the greatest speeches because Fox said so. Also, (laughs) knows he's handsome and smart because his mom told him so. Yeah. Next story, John. President Donald Trump is going to publish a list of crimes committed by immigrants for public (laughs) display. The Nazi paper, The Criminal Jew, did the same. Publishing photos of Jews who had committed crimes. I don't know about you, John. That sounds a tad bit fascist to me, but what do I know? Next story, John. Crazy Grandpa still tweeting everything he sees on Fox News. (laughs) Unfortunately, he's the president of the United States. Next story, John. (laughs) Trump's immigration ban will not apply to Muslim countries where he does business. Well, that sounds a bit unethical, but what do I know, John? (laughs) I just report the alternative facts. Next story, John. At the annual March for Life, VP Mike Pence vows to marchers that he will work with Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion, which hasn't existed since 1993 when the Hyde Amendment was passed. (laughs) I ask this, who is more incompetent? That's a rhetorical question, by the way, John. Sad. Next story, John. Trump is really into jobs, which is why his choice for labor secretary outsourced a bunch of them. He just wanted to make the Philippines great again. In related news, at least 100 Google employees traveling overseas are impacted by Trump's order on immigration and may not be able to return to the U.S. Are you feeling safe and protected from the scary terrorists yet, John? Next story. <laughs> Look, listen. Look. Trump is providing, it's proving. Look, listen. <laughs> Trump is proving to be a great, great unifier. Proving. The best. For ISIS recruiting. Yeah. Next story, John. Trump issues statement saying religious ban on Muslims is not about religion. Next story, John. Kelly Conway demands media outlets fire anchors and reporters who criticize Trump. Sounds a bit fascist to me, but what do I know? Next and last story, John. Trump takes the opportunity of his Black History Month speech to soothe racial tensions in the U.S. Just kidding. He spends most of his time <laughs> of his speech complaining about CNN. And that's the news, John. I'm Phil McCracken. Wake up with Total Talk Nonsense. That's right. That's good to be back. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Bye bye. It's a long walk. Bye bye. All right, he's in. He's out. He delivers. Uh, we got a problem, dude. <laughs> Did we run out of memory or something? No, no, we're good on the recording. I can't log into Bluehost. 
Oh, did you forget the password? No, I don't think so. Why? Does it kick you out after three times? I don't know. It's telling me to open a ticket or something. Open a ticket? Oh, no. That shit happened to me. Did it? Yeah, so when their servers get compromised, you have to open a ticket, and then it's uh, it takes like 48 hours for oh. them. I have to send them a picture of my license what? to prove that I'm the 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 guy who owns the website. Are you I bet serious? you this is Obama's fault. Fucking Obama. Fucking A. It's the Russians. God damn it. We'll figure it out. All right, so we recorded 314 on a Thursday. Yeah. Is this the first podcast we've ever done on a Thursday? I think yeah, it is. I think so. Who knows when it'll well, be we up used on the to interwebs? Do like ones where we do two, three in a week because we had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're busy. Yeah, we're busy now. Yeah. Oh, you know what that means, Scott? I think I do, John. Yeah, that it's quarter to midnight. Is it? Yeah. Holy Good shit. Good thing I'm not going to work tomorrow, but I do have a call at 8 a.m. I am going to work, and I have a call at 7.30. Yeah. Are we on for fat tomorrow? That's the question, John. I don't see why not. I was going to go to Wisconsin to see my mom, but she doesn't want me to come. So, hey. Hey. So, fat. 1 p.m. Yo. I couldn't make it last week. I had training. I had a call. There you have or it. Or something. can't remember what I did. Probably a call. All right, I've been tomorrow. Lots of calls. Fat. 1 p.m., John. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, 3.14 in the bag, right? That's right, Can. John. And and let's see if we can get it uploaded. Yeah, we don't, I don't know. know what's going on. But anyways, uh, that's it for tonight. Total Talk Nonsense with John. Scott, I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.